This is Insecticon Bob. He's doing very well. Very well indeed. That's because Insecticon Bob listens to TFYLP weekly. And Insecticon Bob loves Transformers, as does his missus. You can get TFYLP by downloading from iTunes today. Do not listen to TFYLP if instructed to do so by Chuck Norris. Do not place a listening device into the anus as choking may occur. Please contact a physician if an erection for TFYLP lasts longer than four hours. In a cold, far away world, a battle is raging between evil and good. From the stars that came here to earth, caught in their struggle through the whole universe, robotic warriors. What's up, Jay here? Welcome to Transformers for your listening pleasure, TFYLP for short. Join us as Weird Wolf, Insane Galvatron, Sideburn 2, God Convoy, Mirai Baby, Natsumei Ryu, and Plasticon Reviews discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. And now without further ado, here is Weird Wolf. Now where did I put that chorus stop? Ratchet, can you take the chorus stop? Welcome back to another Transformers for your listening pleasure. This is episode number 63. I am your host, Plasticon. You guys know me from Plasticon Reviews. I'm here with Insane Galvatron and Sideburn Toon. Hello. What's up, everybody? Yeah, our, our normal host, Weird Wolf, got married yesterday. He's too busy enjoying his new wife to be with us tonight and the next couple weeks. Yeah, he doesn't have time for us and plastic toys. Well, I can relate. I got married back in June, and I have been absent a lot more since since I got married. I've missed more podcasts than I ever did before. <laughs> so I understand. Some things are more important than toys and talking about them. That's very true. Very true. we got to pick on him a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> he did get a really nice uh, wedding gift from uh, the owner of our site sponsor, Captured Prey. Uh, he got a quadruple U. Which is the, oh yeah, yeah. yeah that it, I mean, I've seen the pictures he posted on Facebook. It looks really nice. But the third-party weird wolf. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I mean, yeah, he's weird wolf. He's wanting that. He's been drooling over the things since his pictures showed up, prototype pictures. So that was like the most awesome wedding gift he could have possibly received. I can't. That's pretty that. cool. I myself, I, I I've been looking at the at that weird wolf and a lot of those that are coming out of that line. I I I think they're neat, but. I still need to get my G1 version, so I'm going to hold out because I need to get those first. Stubborn I actually break. have all the uh, G1 headmasters. I'm, I'm, that's complete for me, so I'm ready for third party. Oh, yeah. I mean, there there's quite a few um, little companies out there I know that make reissue um, just the headmasters alone, and they're pretty neat. Kind of cool. Yeah, there was like a 10 or 12 pack that somebody released a while back. I think I, I bought that one. It had uh, it had all those rare Japanese ones, like the animal ones. Uh, yeah, the ones that were released as a uh, those were like little single packs, weren't they? No, it was a big the one. I got was a big 10 pack. It was like 90 bucks for all of them. And I'm, I guess it was. I was talking about there. like the original. Oh yeah, the originals were single packs. Uh, but you had repros of all those minus the stamping, so they can't be passed off as the real thing. They don't have the Takara stamping. Um, but it also came with a, uh, a Zarek, a Spike, and then the uh, Black Zarek and Grand Max versions of those on top of the nice. six. So there's a 10-pack, then you had the six animal ones from Japan. 
It was, and they were really, really well made. And uh, I guess somebody that knows the guys that made those was posting a TFW in one of the third-party threads. And uh, people were talking about, I think it was when that knockoff Browning was made, made by the same people. Um, and, you know, so they were, like, passing suggestions on stuff they'd like to see. And I guess the most popular suggestion in the thread, which has been passed on, is to do another pack like that, but with the Target Masters. Especially the Decepticon one can break really easy. You know, like guys like Fracas and uh, Nightstick. That'd be pretty awesome. I'd like to see like the uh, the the little the smaller Target Masters too. The ones that literally just had like one flip that was the, nothing else. For the double Target Master guys. Yeah. I think they pretty much all just had one flip. It's just they flipped a little different. The bigger ones flipped at the waist, folded in half. Or the smaller ones just the robot was whole and the little gun barrel come out of his butt. Nice. <laughs> I love those kinds. Yeah, no, I think the appeal was I, I, I threw out the suggestion that if they're going to make the Target Masters, I, I would buy that too. But do like uh, Hasbro and Takara did with Nightstick when they released him with Stepper, uh, because he had that hinge that breaks really easy on Target Masters. But they had just replaced that, remolded it, where it just had a metal pin going through. It's much sturdier. So I suggested, you know, hey, yeah, re, re, you know, make those knock off those Target Masters, and while you're at it, fix that hinge. We'll see yeah. if it happens. If it does, I'll buy it instantly. I mean, I'm I'm caught. Speaking of buying things, ooh, what'd you get? Should it be time for ask my wallet. Yes, let's start ask um, my wallet. Well, um, I just got this guy uh, yesterday and just opened him mm -hmm. today. So I haven't even transformed him yet, but uh, first item here is uh, Orion Pax. Um, nice. Actually, I haven't transformed him yet, but. Honestly, the only reason I bought this guy is because I have all the Master Shooter collectibles, Target Masters, and I need some classics versions of some of the BBTS exclusives, uh, like the Autobots and Decepticons. And I figure this guy, properly painted, would make a really nice crosshairs. He goes from a pickup truck, and the, the truck parts lay out nice enough in robot mode to get the same color scheme in both modes. So, I'm going to figure out what to do with that head, though. I don't think that head will work with crosshairs. So that's why I bought okay. him. I'm going to take him apart and paint him. I'm um, kind of wondering if Hasbro's going to reissue that thing as a cup. Would be funny be because Takara reissued G1 cup and then eHobby repainted him as Orion Pax. So you're suggesting mm -hmm. the opposite. They take the Orion Pax repainted as cup. Yeah, that's what I've been. I kind of expect, but then I don't know. We have a really nice cup already. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that I would think would hold it back is that. There was already a Generations Cup, and it's and quite it's, a, good. it's pretty good. It's not a crappy Generations toy in place either. It's a really nice toy. Um, yeah. Okay, so I got that. Um, a couple other things. I actually had these when I did the last podcast, but I forgot about them. Uh, I picked up the Legend Starscream, who comes with Waspinator. The most uh, clever guys. set that Hasbro has done in a long time. And I, I love think it. It's awesome. It's <laughs> I mean, it's just a little Legends toy, which is basically a Cyberverse Commander size. But they're really cool for what they are, and at 10 bucks, when you get two toys in one, it's worth it. Um, I also picked up Megatron, primarily for the Chop Chop. Um, I like Chop Chop's little gimmick, the way he just, like, he spread the legs and the claws open. Mm -hmm. And he closed the legs and the claws closed. Um, yeah, I really like Chop Chop. That's pretty much the only reason I bought this set. Um, I'm digging the Megatron, though, because his transformation is pretty much G1 Quakes. But the cannon, instead of having to unplug it from his butt and plug it on the arm, it's attached to the arm with a neat little swivel, a ball joint. Um, and, of course, he's more articulated than the G1 Quake. 
but the transformation is pretty much identical, except the legs, the tank tread legs fold over to make a thicker shin, and so the treads go all the way up to his butt. Uh, so he's more proportionate looking. And he just, he's really cool for this size class of toy. I really, really dig him. Uh, I guess his head is supposed to move. I never moved it really stiff. Okay. Yeah, but, I'm uh, definitely going to get the Starscream and Waspinator set. I don't know about Megatron, but I really want that Chop Shop. Well, so I, I actually, because I am a kit basher, I've been too busy doing much kit bashing this summer, so this may not get done until next spring when the weather passes back up. I'm not going to have time before winter sets in. But I've been stockpiling stuff, so I've got a lot of kit bashes I want to do piling up. But I actually bought three of the Star Screams, um, so I could repaint them to Thundercracker and Skywarp. Because that's what I love about these little $10 toys. They're like they're good impulse buys to just buy something just to paint it. Of course, they'll probably end up releasing Skywarp and Thundercracker. Yeah, let's repaint the uh, Waspinator as like Buzzsaw. No, do that. The, the extra two Waspinators, I already got plans for them. One of them is going to be painted into... Uh, Oh, what the, the deluxe insecticon that's a grasshopper. I can't remember his name mm -hmm. off the top of my head. To Kick go back. with Chop Shop. And then the other one oh. I will repaint into Kickback. The regular insecticon that's a grasshopper. I think he's, he's close enough to that kind of insect and bug. And the you know the color schemes are similar but different enough that you know that's what we'll do with him. And then I bought a second Megatron only to get the second Chop Shop because I want to repaint one into Trap. So I'll have awesome. like an army of little miniature insects. Um, and then, did I get much else? I don't think I got much else this week. Uh, but I was on my honeymoon last week, which is why I wasn't on the podcast. Um, you know, we got married back in June. I wasn't able to get off work until September. And while we were out, uh, we were just in a little shop in a little town in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina. And I wish I could remember the name of the store off the top of my head. But this guy had a bunch of old toys, and I went there, of course, looking for Transformers. Funny thing, my wife does not collect toys, and she quite frankly, doesn't understand why I like them so much until this trip. Um, we were in this store, and I guess when she was a little girl, she had this little, I don't know if it's Fisher-Price or what the company was, but it's this little plastic horse with wheels that mm -hmm. she could ride on. She loved that thing. She They had one in the store, and when she saw it, she went bananas. So excited. Oh, this is that horse. This is that horse. I love this thing so much. And of course, I had to buy it for her. Um, <laughs> but I told her, I was like, you know how excited you were about finding that horse? That's how I feel about Transformers, because they bring back those memories from my childhood. So she gets it now. Um, but um, while we were there, we had another little like a barn set with a bunch of little people, animals she loved as a kid. So I ended up buying that for her, too. But the only Transformers I found out, there was a Humpco Decepticons Terra Dive, uh, but I'd, seven bucks, I didn't really feel like dealing with it. Um, even though it's probably worth 15 on eBay, I was like, eh. uh, And then they had these little things. I don't know what line these are from. Um, I don't know if these are titaniums or what, but I got this little star screen that has some die cast in him. Probably um, titanium, the titanium. And a little side swipe, alternator side swipe. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, those so are the titanium. Uh, three inch. Three inch lines. Yeah, they're definitely non transforming. They're little tiny things. They're not much bigger. Like if I take star screen here and hold him up next to that waspinator I just got. Those of you download the podcast, you're missing out because you can't see. True. Not much difference in size here. Yeah, because I, I have the... I don't even know where he is. I have the small... Uh, well, this was, this was the only Transformers I could find besides that Terra Dive. Well, they had a couple more of these. I think they also had uh, Blackout. 
and another one, but they were both movie figures, and I don't give a crap about movie figures. So I got the G1 Starscream and the Alternator Sideswipe because I have both of these toys for real, big versions. Um, mm-hmm. They had a Brave Might Gain knockoff. Uh, I'm calling it a knockoff because the colors didn't match the real thing, but it was missing the two smaller trains that make the arms. Um, but he had the guy that's in the window. That's what caught my attention before we went in. I'm like, ooh, he's got Transforming Robots. Uh, so I left that. These are the only two things I bought from him. Uh, for me, he threw those into the bag. Because I bought the other stuff. He gave me both these for five bucks. Not each. That's for both. Um, which I don't remember how much Titanic to start with. But it was like an impulse buy for on vacation. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got toy-wise. Uh, bought a $80 worth of cheese from a big cheese factory we went to. Uh, they had bacon cheese. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I got like a big wheel of cheddar cheese, and they had like bacon cheese, pepper jack cheese, and then the thing I'd never heard of before was pepperoni cheese. And uh, oh, wow. my, my wife sliced that stuff up and put it on a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich for me for breakfast one morning. That was the best sandwich I've ever eaten in my life. I love <laughs> pepperoni cheese. I wish I'd bought more than just one block of it because I'm going to burn through that pretty quick, and I won't have any more. And I'm not driving back to North Carolina just for cheese from Kentucky. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a long way to go. This seems like a logical decision. <laughs> yeah, six hours for cheese. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, I'm sure worse has happened. <laughs> um, I've made some other eBay purchases, but I have not received them yet. Uh, Deron's been muling some stuff for me. Uh, just because the wife doesn't really mind me having a Transformer collection, but the reason I've been muling them through him uh, is because I'd rather bring in one big box than multiple little boxes showing up every other day. Um, haven't been buying a whole lot, but I got a couple items here just waiting at his house, and I got a couple more on the way. But that's it. Um, okay. I, I picked up some comic books. Uh, do any of you guys know if Regeneration One Issue Zero has been released yet? Because my comic book store didn't have it for me, and they weren't showing on next week's order either. But it's supposed to be out this month. I've been seeing a lot of reviews. I don't. No, you guys not. I I, I I do, but um, I haven't been back to my local comic shop probably in like a couple weeks so I haven't heard yeah, anything my comic book store just missed it I don't know if it's coming in the regular subscriptions for Regeneration 1 or if it was something they had a special order because it's number 0 mm-hmm. and they just missed it I mean if they missed it then I want to try to get it somewhere else but I don't want to go yeah, buy it somewhere else the next week go to my comic book shop and they have it for me yeah I'm waiting on one of the uh, last installments of the uh, classics for IDW because they're doing like those big volume ones. They got one that has a, it's a cover. It's got Blitzwing on the front. Not supposed to come out until October. So I'm really waiting on that one. I've been itching to get a hold of that thing because I love those comics. It's it's so cool that they took all the old comics and crammed them into a volume. You know, I just love that. Yeah, all the IDW comics. Well, it's actually what it is. It's all the old Marvel comics that they just reprinted. Yeah, oh, under yeah, I've been, oh, yeah I've been ordering those through Amazon. I, I thought you were talking cheap. about the hardcover IDW volumes where they no, they took no, I, what they started with, you know, what was it infiltration up until now. I think well, I don't have anything hardcover from them, but I do know I've got a, uh, I got one of your um art books um it's like a publisher guide it's got like all the cool like artwork that they've done like so far i think it, well i bought it like maybe like four months back so it's got like a lot of the old the uh, cool new artwork that they've done and it's it's a fairly thick book that's that's i don't want to put away i i think i actually had it in my um comic book collection box so i don't have it conveniently where i can grab it but it's very cool it's very very neat 
Okay, Cyburn 2, what do you got for this week? I actually do have something to say. I got this a couple weeks ago, but since I was sick during the last time we broadcast, I couldn't share. Um, But I actually found Generations Hoist at my Walmart. Um, I've seen those. I just haven't had anything to pick them up. And I, uh, so I bought him, and he's nice. He, uh, he's definitely small in vehicle mode, but he looks fine in, in robot mode, and I got him standing with his fellow, uh, you know, I kind of consider him a science bot, so I have him with my Generations Wheeljack and Perceptor. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was... A nice buy. I enjoyed the comic that came with it. Um, and maybe wish I could, you know, buy some of the uh, ongoing stuff right now because I I found it quite humorous, even though it was telling a pretty uh, dark sort of story. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't read it because it's a toy. They are pretty dark. I, mean, I've got I, them I did like a Ryan Pax's comic, though. The, 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 the gag about the faceplate. But they just kind of ran with, you know, mentioned two or three times. That was great. Yeah, I haven't. Especially that last page. I'd like to get all of them because, you know, the added comic just, you know, puts it over the top for me. Uh, I don't have, I have no idea where a comic shop is. It's, well, I do have, I know where one comic shop is, but it's in a part of town where I don't feel like getting shot just to get some comic books. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I. I don't get comics very often, so uh, it kind of pushes it over the top, and I, I definitely like what I read. Um, yeah, the comics me... have been better, and the, the newer IDW stuff. Uh, I read Last Stand of the Record for the first time since the last podcast. I read issue one before that podcast and finished the series since. Um, so that's when people were saying that it started getting good. So I tried to read some of the earlier stuff, and it yeah. felt like a Um So unfortunately, I haven't really been following the storyline, and now I don't know enough about what's going on to try to do it now and get into it now. But yeah, okay. the only thing I've been doing comic-wise, I'm like Plasticon. I've been getting the uh, the G1 reprints, but I've been ordering through Amazon. Do the pre-order guarantee if the price drops before release. I don't think I've paid more than twelve bucks for a whole book. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the most I paid for one was maybe eleven dollars at one time, but that was one of the comic shops. Mm-hmm. The last I, I know, um, the last con I went to, um, MegaCon, I went there and I got. At least two volumes, two of the larger volumes I didn't have, and I got those for like six bucks a piece there, so it wasn't bad. I mean, that's that's what I love about conventions. It's so cool that you can get stuff really, really yeah. cheap. I was buying vo- the volumes for the IDW ongoing stuff um, back when they started doing ongoing comic books, and uh, I was getting that because when they released them in volumes, they would release them in bookstores, so I was buying them at like my local bookstores, but my every bookstore closed because, you know, Kindle put them out of business. So uh, I've had the worst luck with the IDW ongoings trying to even back in the early days when it wasn't that great, every comic book store I'd have would be like, Oh yeah, we'll get you a box going, get your description set up and then I would go in and get the first couple issues and like issue three or four, they would like not get it, not be able to get it and I'd be like, Well we got issue five and I'm like, Well I'm not reading that, there's a gap in the story. I don't know what's going on, so I would just quit. And I yeah. tried with the new reboot they did in 2009. They did a reboot, like a jumping on point. And mm-hmm. same thing. I got the first couple issues, and then like the third or fourth issue, they just couldn't get. And I, I was hoping 
I was hoping that wouldn't happen with Regeneration 1. So far, it hasn't, unless I can't get issue 0. The same comic book store is like, hey, we're not showing that on the order for next week either. We don't have it. <laughs> so I'm thinking I might have got screwed again. That sucks. Yeah, I, I kind of want IDW to go in and um, do the same thing after they get done going through all G1. Maybe go through and do all the UK version and then do like all the G2 versions of those comics because uh, they're doing the UK so version. Hard. Oh, are they? oh yeah, yeah that's they, right. They, they, I do have a couple. Series, they're doing the UK and the US at the same time. Huh. Like, you know, they'll release a US one, then a UK one, then a US one. Yeah, because I've got the first, I think, three or four UK ones already. And I think I got issue Maybe six of the, I got volume six of the US one recently. Huh. My, uh, probably the way I'll start getting comic books when I can start buying them is digitally now. Um, because Kindle has, Kindle's digital comic books actually work pretty well. Um, since comic book stores seem to be so far away. Yeah, that's that's the bad thing about comic book stores. I mean, if you don't live in an area that were like highly demanded, they usually don't last very long in some areas. So that's what's kind of hard about like you know if you live kind of like in the middle of like United States, just somewhere like in a small town, normally you're not going to find a comic shop, so you kind of got to go to a larger city to get them. Mm-hmm. I happen to um, live next to a large city. It makes it easy, and I work there. So yeah, I mean I. I, I feel for you guys because, I mean, when I was growing up, I didn't have comic shops where I lived. So I, I missed, you know, going to the newsstand like in the 80s and such and be able to find comic books. I mean, you couldn't do that like through like the 90s and 2000s. There was none whatsoever. It just kind of yeah. just died. And, yeah, I live um, in the suburbs of Orlando. So, I mean, it's like I think it's like 20 minutes to my nearest comic book shop. It's just, like I said, it's not in the best neighborhood. So... Yeah, I mean, me me living in Winter Park in Orlando, um, I am about 35 minutes away from Acme Comics, which is awesome. And my school, right across the street from that, I've got a comic shop. That's the name of the place. And it's it's pretty cool. They've got really, you know, a pretty decent variety there. But sometimes when I go in to try to find Transformer comics, they don't have quite as many. But when I go to Acme, they got tons, and they got a lot of people that bring in, like, back issues, or they get, like, a load of, like, back issue ones, and they stick them back in the back, and their dollar bins back there, and you, you know, pay a buck for a comic. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? But yeah. the only reason why I don't like digital comics is it's kind of a pain if you think about it. If something happens to your device, you just lost all your comics, unless you have a way of downloading them again onto the Internet. Now, uh, you can download like on Comicsology. If you have multiple apps, you can download the same comic or multiple devices. You can download yeah. on multiple. It's the devices. same way on the Android. Right, but I mean, to me, nothing can be, nothing beats actually having the yeah the, the tactile the comic. comic. Nothing beats that, but sometimes I mean, it's the only sometimes you must make I only get them when they're older, so they're like a dollar, and it's just something I kind of want to read, but I don't care enough about to want to own it tactile. I just want to read the story. Uh, I've mm-hmm. been like the Ghostbusters. I've uh, been downloading those digitally, uh, and um, Star Trek Doctor Who crossover. Although I'm several issues behind, but like a new issue would come out, I would wait a month and get it when it's a dollar, because that's something I just want to read once. I'll probably never read again, so I don't care to only spend a buck and then download it once, read it, and forget it. Yeah, that's so understandable. 
I mean, I'm into Transformers. I'm also buying and I'm trying to transform around packs. It's stuck. He won't do what instructions <laughs> say he's supposed to do. I don't know. I want to break him. Um, I didn't but, even use instructions. Just use your intuition. You'll be able well, to figure it out. Well, that's what I usually do, but he's like stuck. It's like showing me this should move down. It's not moving down. I don't want to break it. Yeah, I've heard it, he uh, it does. It's very I've heard stiff. You have to, it's, yeah, it's very stiff. stiff the very first time. That's why I would have never figured it out because I felt like I was going to break it. Um, but anyway, Transformers are the only things I care enough about that I want to own the paper version to keep for posterity. Yeah, I, that's I agree with that because it's like I would have them, you know, prominently displayed if since I display my Transformers. Well, I own right. the original run, all 80 issues plus the Headmasters, the Universe, uh, the G.I. Joe crossovers, original paper comics, all bagged mm-hmm. and boarded. But I'm still buying the uh, the collected uh, reissue reprints in the the trades because I just like those comics so much. I want to display them. And I've got a box full of the old ones, and then I got the new ones on trade I can display. Um, so yeah, I mean I'm transforming up. Well, the the great thing ones. about the reissues though, it's like you know you got like the original. You don't want the original to get damaged because it's got a lot of cook ass ads, old school stuff in there that you never see, you know? And it's like, you don't want anything to happen to that because it's a piece of nostalgia. And then you get like a new reissue of it. It's like, okay, cool. I get to play with this. You know, I get to read yeah. it. So you yeah, don't have to exactly. worry about it because you, know, you got those people that I know well, that are really, I'm really not... finicky about their comics and they turn the pages with tweezers and stuff. And I understand that if you're trying to move around one that's like, you know, from like the fifties for God's sake, you know, but I mean, when it's something, you know, it's around 30 years old, you want to take good care of. I mean, if you're usually careful, everybody's all like, Oh, well, the oil off your hands degrades the paper or whatever. And I'm like, I think that's a little overboard. <laughs> well, like I, said, I don't even that's just me those because, because I have the, uh, digital versions of the G1 comics as well. Yeah. I didn't buy them. Though, mm-hmm. so um, but yeah, I have those all on my tablet to read, just to read. So even the trades, I don't even mess with those. They just sit there on the shelf and look pretty. I mean, it's kind of cool to get those. Well, I would kind of like to get them and, you know, put them, like, in a nice display board on the wall or something like that, you know, some way to be able to seal them so it doesn't hurt them. But that's something I'm going to look into in the future. But anyhow, on to my haul for the week. Huh. Um, I only had to use the instructions because the chest was sticking me. Once I saw that and finally got it to go, yeah. I did the rest of it. It's the chest. It's the chest. Once you figure out the chest, everything else just folds in just fine. Yeah. It it's looked pretty. like it was supposed to move, but it didn't want to. And I, I checked the instructions. They're like, well, yeah, that's what I thought it was supposed to do, but I couldn't get it. I finally just did it. It broke oh well, but it didn't. Awesome. Okay, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I had to say okay. I finally got him. No problem. Um, Going into what I got, um, I got the entire run of all the new IDW uh, figures. I got all, uh, every one of them. Um, my Megatron is kind of iffy. I did find a little bit of stress wear in the ball joint area on his legs where everybody else has been having problems. Um, he's about the only one that I actually had any problems with trying to transform because it's kind of odd. Because he's got this crazy uh, thing that where his legs fold in. And it's like, there's really no reason why it should even fold in or out. I don't understand why it was there. It's like maybe extra engineering they were going to put in there for something else they had designed, but they didn't, like, go through, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I obviously, you know, because I've got all the comics right here. i got got every one of those. Um, 
I did buy them from BBTS, so I got like the whole box. So I got an extra boxed Thundercracker and Hoist that are still in package that I'm putting up on display. Um, I don't mind having like an extra couple figures, pretty neat. And I also got this big guy, um, Predaking G1. Finally got him with it. Um, the only thing I can say about this reissue is I dislike the way it's packaged. Um, I wished it came kind of like the old reissue they had where everything was like individually stuck in these little bitty blister bits. But instead, he's completely combined when you get him and you pull him out and he's got these silly uh, paper ties throughout the whole thing that's holding it in there. So it literally sits on a plastic crate sitting inside a box loosely that can move around. So, I well, mean, it's a nice looking box, but. I have the first reissue. Those are the original toy colors. And he's got that nice little plastic tray and everything. But the problem is, he, the toy's so heavy with the die cast, the plastic is so thin. And even the box it's in doesn't hold the plastic because the sides of the box won't just like bulge out. It, it's really a crappy box, the first one. This is actually better. Trust me. Uh, the other might look nicer in pictures, but in hand, it feels like it feels like there's going to fall out. You're afraid to pick it up and carry it across the room. I mean, it's got a handle, but you don't want to hold it by that handle. Um, it's just literally, the box does not stay together once you cut the tape. It's a really yeah, that's one thing I was surprised because when I got this, I wasn't thinking this had die cast. I was thinking this was the plastic version, and it wasn't. It's got die cast. The uh, reissue is die cast, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, the sword's cool. It's it's a cool add-on. Um, but the main reason why I got it is because I didn't have a G1 Predaking in my Generation One collection. So I was like, this is the easiest way to get one for the cheapest price I can possibly buy one because you can't even buy like an incomplete one for the amount of money they want for this thing. So yeah, I mean the, the original I'm extremely one. Extremely happy about this. I won the original one in a contest on TFW Bills Toys and Games before they went under at a contest, and I won my Predator King that way. He was like 180 bucks then, I think. Mm -hmm. One of the most expensive reissues that had come out at that point. Uh, and then I didn't get the 2010 reissue, which was like this one where they replaced the yellow with gold. Mm -hmm. um, it looked nice, but I, didn't, I never bought it because I had the other one. And I liked it better because it was more original. Uh, so I had no intention of buying this deco until it came out at this price. It was on. I got it from Hasbro Toy Shop. It was one. Was it one twenty-five? Is that the price on this thing originally? Um, yeah, that's that's about the price. Yeah. That's what I okay. paid. Uh, I think BBTS was like one twenty, one twenty-five for them or something. Okay. Like that. It's one nineteen uh, right now. I don't. One nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe one twenty. No, it hasn't I, gone down. That's the price. Whatever it was, I had a fifteen percent off coupon. Hasbro Toy Shop and anything over $75 is free shipping or anything over $50. So they, they eventually moved into the exclusive section of the site, which those percent off codes don't work. But I snuck in before that when it was a pre order and I got him for like 108 shipped. And I was like, for that price, you know, the, the nice. gold looks good enough. I'll buy a second one. Yeah, um, I have been looking at the, uh, they got this new third party uh, company that's come out with. Um, an add-on kit that's just like the Crazy Debbie said, except for it's, uh, I think it's like $92 at BBTS. Um, it's got everything you need to upgrade him. Yeah, but uh, but it's an entire kit. It's got everything. You don't have to go and chase down the wings and the hit pieces and all this. It's got all of it already there, Still which is kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah, I saw somebody it, with, that, with all the Crazy Debbie stuff, and it looked really good. I just didn't want to drop that kind of money. Even at 92, I'm a little hesitant. If it were like 50 bucks, maybe. But 
Well, I don't know. My, my blood. But I can good. see why they're asking right now because this thing literally just came out. Well, you give it probably like a good few months, it's probably going to go down because that's normally what happens at BBTS. It's kind of like their uh, C concept still sitting there. I think they're like $30 now. I like Fortress Maximus, who's now down to 225 at BBTS. Yes, and that's probably got some people livid, myself included, because you yeah, know, I, I paid two. the extra 100 bucks for but they're trying to get rid of them because they got so many of them. Well, they just take up a lot of space. I mean, they really don't have that many left. When that sale started, people were doing the inventory check, and they only had like 230-some. Uh, by the time I saw that, I actually went and checked it myself. They're down to 130 in just a couple of days. So I think it's just because those are huge boxes. They're taking a lot of space in the warehouse. So I think right. they're just trying to make room. I, that, that can't be much above their cost at, that, at this point because, I mean, they knocked 100 bucks off. Exactly. And I, I mean, right, trying to move them. And right now would be like the best time for anybody. If you don't have a G1 Fort Max, you'll never get the BBTS and get it. You will never find it that cheap ever again because once they're gone, they're done. And these yeah. things are going to skyrocket price right afterward. Yeah. It's like just like this reissue your G1 Predator game. It'll go up. Yeah. Almost give it a year and a half. This thing will be up to 300 bucks again. Almost every reissue so. that has been released, with few exceptions. There have been some that were overproduced, and they end up getting dirt cheap on clearance. Uh, I'm wanting to thank uh, Skylinks, Omega Supreme, Metroplex. Once they sold out mm -hmm. everywhere, the prices have been creeping back up. So, yeah, you'll never get a Fort Max as cheap ever again. If you've got the money, donate some blood, donate some sperm, whatever you got to do. Well, don't donate. Sell it if you need money. Uh, do what you got to do. Uh, I don't got the money. Yeah, hey, you got blood and sperm. Go sell them. Yeah, you got to come <laughs> up to 200 bucks. I was gonna, if I was gonna go sell blood and sperm, I'd be doing it to pay you for Ultra Mammoth and. That's right. Don't that's do right. it. It's Check a trap. That. Remember, keep in mind there's this movie that's come out, and I don't know if you know about it, but it's this movie about this dude that donated like a lot of sperm, and now he's got like four or five girls or something like that suing him in the movie or something like that for the kids because he's one of their wanting child supporters. I don't know. It's some I stupid think weird when thing. When you sign the papers, <laughs> you're giving up your parental rights and responsibilities when you donate sperm. I'm not letting the government yeah, keep DNA records of me. <laughs> well, I'm serious. Though. Crazy it's a government rant. I forget what the name of the movie is, but there literally is a movie about this, and I'm like, isn't That's there hilarious. like some contract or something you sign? I, I think there is, but that is hilarious that there's a movie about that. Oh, I actually forgot a couple of things. Weird. Were you done with your what you got? You're out of my wallet because I forgot a couple things. Um. Oh, no, I got one more thing. Um, I did finally get in my possession a Diaclone Reflector. This thing is phenomenal. I don't know if any of you guys have ever owned a reflector in your life, but this thing is the thing to get. I mean, these things are so cool. If you've never had a... Because uh, if you guys don't want to talk about this, is the Decepticon triple bot that turns into a camera it is so first, awesome like three or four episodes of g1 and then never seen again yeah he, he was he wasn't seen very much in g1 but this thing is pretty iconic i mean even as much like you know as, being as iconic as it is i mean fans project did their whole little re-release of um the three bots that turned into a camera i can't remember the name of them but um this is the same toy. But this is the G this is the Diaclone version, which is pre-Transformers. Awesome toy. Highly recommended. I don't care who you are. If you don't have a reflector, get you one because they are cool. 
yeah, I mean, you gotta keep in mind it's a G1 toy. Don't expect, you know, the perfect effect. You know, bots only larger. Um, but I think the, what's interesting about the toy and why it's so rare and hard to come by is back in the day you could not buy it on the shelf. It would mail away only. Yep. In the U.S., I think that I think it was boxed and sold in Japan, but in the U.S. it was mail away only. So yeah, a lot it of was. Never got it. It was only boxed in Japan. Um, I've I've seen um pictures of the actual boxed versions. Very very cool. And then they got this uh, high-quality knockoff version of them that's come out that's actually in the same type of box that the uh, Japanese one was. Pretty neat. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's the knockoff I have, but I have it. They also released it in the foam box with the foam and white box. Foam box with, with the white box. And that's what yeah. I got. That one's pretty cool, too. I ended up with two by mistake. <laughs> I, had, I bought one for myself, and uh, Weird Wolf had bought one. And then he needed to sell his collection for some quick money, and at the time I happened to had a little money handy, so I bought his collection. And ended up with a second uh, reflector that I kept. Funny thing is, I mean, if you think about it, this thing is almost in scale with your Generations Metroplex. Um, I'm probably gonna end up trying to take some photos oh, of him taking photos. I wish I had thought of that idea. That's excellent. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I don't have my Metroplex yet, though. He's still in my BBDS pile of loot. He is so cool, dude. Um, you gotta get that thing. <laughs> the, the other thing that I got uh, that I forgot was my my TFSS. Uh, you know, and other podcasts make a big deal about the TFSS because every time they say that, they think of the Nazis. The SS. I guess it's because growing up in the South uh, and being a car guy, when I hear SS, my first thought is Super Sport Camaro. Super exactly. Same I think, here. I think Chevrolet muscle cars. I don't think Nazis. So I don't, does that say something about the people that are drawing that conclusion? Is the first thought pops in their head? A little forward <laughs> stuff there? I don't know. But you guys on the other podcasts are crazy. Uh, I know you guys don't listen to us, probably. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you got some issues you need to check on if the first thing you think of is Nazis when you're SS. I think super cool. Uh, but anyway, my breakdown came. Uh, just repaint of the G2 breakdown they did, and he's cool. I love Stunticons. He's one of the three I'm keeping out of the subscription service. Uh, my circuit came as well, but I sold him to my nephew, mailed him off. I don't know if I mentioned that last podcast or not. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. We talked about the paint wear and all that craziness yeah, and right. the crating. Yeah, so that was the only other thing I got that I forgot to mention was that breakdown. Okay, so I believe that's all we have for Ouch My Wallet. Um, believe that's all. So Ouch My Wallet was brought to you by CapturePray.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. CapturePray.com. Anyhow. Um, we're going to move on to talking about something that a lot of you guys probably aren't really familiar with. Um, how Generation 2 has influenced every design that has come out from just the dawn of G2 on. I'm talking about like engineering things, I'm talking about light piping, ball joints, gimmicks. Um, Quite a few toys have come out like in the past few years that a lot of people are just you know raging about you know oh my god it's got like the coolest light piping in the world. Most of them don't know that that originated from G2. Technically at the very tail end of G1, but um, primarily it started out with the Predators line. Um, almost every one of those have light piping. Um, that's where a lot of the type of engineering came from and then it fell right into G2 with all your laser rods. I don't know if any of you that's guys really, have any of those. That's where they took the light piping and then added the electronics uh, to give it the little actually little lights to shine through the light piping. 
instead of just using natural sunlight. Right. Um, like the the engine compartments on them, every one of them you press, it actually lit that up. But the eyes on the actual robots, there was no light. There's no um gimmick where light actually shot into it. It was actual like real light piping, which was like the first time we actually ever saw that in the G1 or in, in any type of like Transformers toy. It was the very first time you ever saw that. Very, very awesome thing. Um, that's why I always, you know, look at people kind of weird when they sit there and knock all G2 stuff because like, oh, it's gaudy and it's ugly and I don't like it because it's this. Yeah, unfortunately, the, it's like they say, the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's always the loudest, most obnoxious thing that gets remembered in any line. And with G2, it was those horrid colors that were on some of the G1 re-releases. So all of the, the good, cool stuff about G2 gets missed because people can't see past the neon to see it. Which makes sense. Exactly. That's going to burn the eyes out. <laughs> but me being like a major G2 fan, um, there's a lot of things I've noticed like that. Um, also, the laser rods were some of the first ones that actually incorporate ball joints, like true ball joints, not a similar ball joint kind of thing, like an Astro Train, G1 Astro Train. He had those shoulders that kind of moved up. Those were slight ball joints, but they really weren't. Um, same thing with your G1 Raiden and such. A lot of those had movable arms, but they really weren't like full-on ball joints until we saw like the G2 laser rods. Um, also, the uh, trying to remember the uh, Cyberjets. Cyberjets actually had a few of those as well. Very interesting how um, those toys had all that. Also, the Cyberjets had your light piping as well as the uh, Terror Jets. Um, there were these uh, smaller, they were pretty much kind of like a flip jet, but not really. Um, I'll be doing reviews of those pretty soon. But very, very interesting how all that light piping just kind of just fell into the G2 line. And they got carried over into like everybody's Beast Wars and such. Well, another thing, the way G2 influenced newer lines, we can thank G2 for all the multitude of black repaints of Optimus Prime we get. Because when Takara had that filler line and they were looking to reuse old toys, they got a really cool toy that had a kind of sucky color scheme on the first release, painted it black, and then we had that infamous the Scourge Nemesis Prime was born, which now mm -hmm. everybody's sick to death of. But that only happened because they used a really cool toy. If they'd used a crappy toy for Scourge, Nobody would have cared. We'd have never got another black repaint of Optimus. But because that toy was awesome, it was a G2 toy, now we have Nemesis Prime. That's very, very true. Uh, Laser Prime is probably one of the most underrated just because of his color scheme. But honestly, yeah, if you plain. guys if you guys are looking in the market for one, try not to spend over $100 for one. I was yeah. lucky and found somebody selling it on eBay complete for 55 bucks. So if you are lucky enough to get it for that, do it. I mean, you'd be a fool to not drop the money for that. Although I would very... say take that 55 bucks and put it toward either Artie Scourge or Carl with Black Convoy. Same toy, better colors. True. I wanted to uh, I wanted to get the Laser Road Prime when they reissued it because it got pretty cheap for a while. But uh, alas, I did not. But I have I have Artie Scourge, so yeah, it's the better. I, feel I have. The best use of that mold. Yeah, that's a very, very interesting looking toy. Um, what, what are you guys' like thoughts just on that toy alone? Like, 
I'm talking about like engineering wise and such. Like uh, what? Like what was prime? like maybe? Yeah, the the uh, the laser prime. Um, I think for me it was just it, it had the feel of a G1 toy because we, we're talking about ball joints. He was a larger toy. He had all the articulation but without the ball joints, which was the other revolutionary thing because we never had that before. You know, it's the first large toy we had. The legs could be separated. Universal hip joints had knees, um, but none of it was ball joints. Um, but I, I liked what I liked was the way they worked those joints in. The toy still had that blocky, chunky G1 feel, but yet had the articulation to block really cool poses. Um, and that's that's what I liked about it because that's what to me I'm nostalgic about with G1 is I like those chunky robots. I don't even need the articulation. I just like it goes from a convincing looking vehicle to a cool looking robot. As long as he can raise his arms to point a gun. And maybe turn his head, but that's not even required. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, but they actually work in the articulation. But if you just transform him and leave him standing stiff, at first glance, you wouldn't know he had all that articulation if you weren't familiar with the toy. First time I ever saw it back in 2000 when I got back into collecting, I, I completely missed G2 because that was after I'd fallen out of Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first time I saw an RD Scourge, and it was a truck mode, the guy hands me, I transformed a robot, and I was just holding it stiff because that's what I was used to. Um, he's like, oh, check this out, and he's, you know, posed it, and I was like, I couldn't tell those joints were there. It wasn't as obvious as ball joints. Um, but that's what I liked it, the, just the chunky, blocky look, which, being a G Warner, and that's the way I like my robots to look. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I, have, have we had another toy that pulled that off as well, where it had the chunky, blocky look, but was still articulated? I know Armada, mm-hmm. we had a lot of chunky, blocky stuff, but it wasn't that articulated. No. <laughs> Have we had anything even get close to that since? Um, probably some of Cybertron. I mean, if you look yeah. at Galaxy Convoy, he is quite blocky. Yeah, you're right. I think Cybertron is when they got hit that again. Yeah, I mean, if you look at uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, just yeah, Guard Convoy. I think I, the, the, that thing is insane. I mean, it's got like the, you know, all the wings, and it's it's a very chunky looking robot and it's got like a lot of articulation you wouldn't even notice it was there yeah i mean um red alert's actually another one of them um the one that turns into the rocket launcher that one's not bad it's kind of cool it's got like a lot of uh, articulation and such so you wouldn't think was there because it's a very chunky robot but i mean it's got a lot more articulation than you think and it's got it's silly because you can i don't i did a review back but little ways back, but um, I did like a base mode out of him because he's that articulated. So it's kind of weird, you know, because I was like, oh, look, I can turn him into a rocket base and then pose a bunch of little smaller figures and such. And it was pretty cool. But I am trying to bring up these photos I've got of the prototype version of that particular Prime we were talking about. Yeah, about Laser Rod Prime. In my opinion, the thing that makes him so cool is just that he looks like he's an Optimus Prime that could just beat everything up. I mean, he looks beefy. He looks massive, and he's just... He, he's, kinda, a, he's a tough-looking robot. I, I took him as looking like the just a cab robot of Power Master Prime, but on steroids. Because, you know, the Power Master yeah. Prime, if you remember that from G1... It had a more cartoonish look to his robot mode, or more cartoon accurate. So he looked a little more muscular instead of just this big box with arms and legs. And then they just kind of amped that up with Laser Prime. You know, they took the, okay, he looks yeah. more 
more masculine shaped like a, like a human male, and then okay, let's beef him up, give him big huge shoulders. Yeah, he does look pretty, pretty tough. And then he has a trailer that turns into a gosh dang mobile wep- weapons platform that shoots air missiles. <laughs> it's a. Uh... Yeah, let me show you guys. Um, I happen to have a very cool picture here that probably I don't know if any of you guys have seen. Um, this is the prototype of what that base would have looked like if they would have released it the correct way. Yeah, I remember um, seeing that. And it was obviously you can tell it's very, very, very large. It's got these uh, di- uh, the discs that are up on the tower. Those right there used to sh- should fire off like your rotor force in G two. Um, it would have had obviously launching missile. Um, this part right here was basically like your disc launcher. And these right here were just little ones that would fire off missiles as you would rotate the back bits of them. Now you gotta yeah. love the little roller and Captain Shark is like that. Right. Um, this is what the truck mode would look like. Obviously, you can tell the tanker was much bigger. It was not as small and sleek designed. It was very chunky, which I kind of thought was cool that they actually had like a ladder on the side of it too. So yeah. They added a lot of detail to this thing. Like this thing truck. was insane. I'm guessing it just wasn't cost effective. Yeah, right. That's why most cuts and, and then there's the um, the robot mode, which identical, except for if you look at the rifle, the rifle would have been completely different. Yeah. But it was a very, very cool design, nonetheless. I mean, I, I think they really did a very good job. I mean, these are... Pictures I got from Space Bridge because Space Bridge is awesome. If you guys haven't checked them out, check them out on um, Facebook. They have a yeah, lot of they, prototypes. How do they get a hold of all this stuff, these pictures? I think what they have is a, they have like a direct line into Takara and Hasbro where they're actually getting hold of this stuff because they are a nostalgia thing. Because if you go to their their um, their Facebook, they're always selling. Um, they're always selling like extra bits and stuff like that. I went there a couple times and they got like trays upon trays of like G1 bits. It's like, oh, you need a headmaster? We got it. You know, stuff like that. I mean, they literally have like trays of like, oh, I need guns for my frenzy or whatever. They got them there. So, I mean, they're a pretty cool place if you want to try to get a hold of like little bits and pieces because I know a lot of you guys out there are probably like me where you, you go out and you find like a G1 bot that you need a couple bits for that, you know, you got for, like, dirt cheap, and it's like, oh, I just want to get, like, the guns for them, and you don't want to pay a ton of money and get a hold of these guys. They should be able to hook you up. Mm, but, um, yes. A small gun that I got dirt cheap. Yeah, pretty sure they'd have it. You'd have to, um, I mean, I would go to the site and look, because they literally post pictures of the trays that they have, and if you see it in there, let them know, and they'll shoot you a price and send it to you. Mm, they're they're pretty cool out. people. Although I'd recognize the gun by looking at it, because I've never owned it. I got a, a D1 double header, uh, which those still small pretenders can get pretty pricey, like usually over way over 100 bucks complete. I got him with everything, and he's in really mint condition. He's just missing the one small gun. Got him for a $35 ship on eBay. And so I just need to get that gun. I mean, even if I pay 20 bucks, 30 bucks for the gun, I'm still coming out way ahead on the figure. But I don't know what it looks like. I have to. I'll check that out though. And, um, yeah, I mean, talking about, like, like the, the aspect of, like, 
all the G1 stuff they had back then. I mean, you had Rotor Force, and Rotor Force was a uh, – they were a line that had these little guns, and these guns had discs on them. I don't know if any of you guys ever had those toys back when you were a kid that you'd like, you know, you'd, you'd wind up and spin it and it would shoot this little frisbee disc thing up in the air and it'd come yeah. back down. It's the same concept, but it was on a transformer. Like, it was like a gun that did that. Except you the didn't shoot them in the air, you shot them at your brother's face. Yeah. I mean, they, they literally, they would shoot up and then out. They literally would like shoot forward out. Cause I mean, it was the way they, they designed them. Um, they had it for um, the helicopter, which is, Paradise, I believe. Um, I'm trying to remember Deludge is the uh, the F1 racer that they had that shot it out, and I'm trying to remember the boat's oh, name. Deluge, the F1 racer that was the water squirter. Oh yeah, you're right. It is, that is the water squirter. What was this one called? There, there is a um, rotor force. There is a F1 racer. No, it was Leadfoot. Sorry, Leadfoot was the one that shot the disc. I know it was an F1 racer. Um, because they had like three different. Well, actually, no, they only had two different ones that were in G2 that were F1 racers. There one was a water squatter. The other one was the disc shooter. But in the UK, they released two different other color variances of Deludge. There's a gray one. There's a red one. There's a white one. So there's, there's yeah, a little bit of variety for you guys. Power dive was a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was ransack that was. A, it was like a zero, yeah, something. or like a Mustang, um, which I believe is the inspiration for animated uh, ransack as well. Yeah, that's what he was. That's his name, ransack. Um, which I believe, well, not ransack, but a uh, lugnut. I believe he's the uh, inspiration for lugnut. He looks a lot like him. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Leadfoot, who was like a. Uh, IndyCar, and then there was Manta Ray, who was the boat. Yeah, Manta Ray. That's the uh, the hover like um, it's like a it's a racing speedboat. But yeah, it was a really really cool gimmick. I think that's been like overlooked throughout the years. It's like, you know, you don't have to have a projectile missile. Just give us a disc or something that flies out. You know, it'd be nice to get something like that because, you know, how Transformers Prime give us those flip guns that had the light in them and it didn't work very go. well. Here's a picture Everybody of it. Everybody didn't... If you can see that. It's small. Yeah, it's I'm... the biggest picture I could find. Yeah, it's very, very cool design. Very awesome. Very underrated. So if any of you guys are out there looking for like your G2 stuff, these are ones to look into. They're very cool. They're very nice. I, w- I mean, I, I highly recommend them. They're just... They're great toys, and it's a great gimmick that I would love to see come back. I mean, why can't we get, like, a legend size or cyberverse-sized helicopter that you press a button or something like that, and it flicks off, like, the entire, like, blaze off of somebody? I mean, come on. It's a Transformer. My, my guess a little is robot. safety laws. Yeah, probably. They, they, our nation keeps thinking our children are dumber and dumber. You know, there's no personal responsibility anymore, so they're trying to pass those laws to push it. You know, it's safety standards and a lot of stuff they used to, they can't. Yeah, but then they want to give us it, missiles that are that long, they get lost. Like, well, was it left Tomahawk? and right? Was it Tomahawk or was it the the bigger helicopter that came out dark in the moon? That the original prototypes we saw and even the instructions showed removing the propeller, but then the actual toy mm-hmm. is like riveted in with a pin, you can't remove it. There's like to meet toy safety laws, they had to change that and permanently attach the helicopter to the, the, the blades, but then 
Yeah, so it's, like it's mainly because of U.S. Direction. stuff. It's, it's usually like a U.S. standard when it comes to the safety thing. It's like um, yeah, all the G1 here. stuff that we got when we were kids, most of them didn't have firing missiles because they nicked the – basically what they did is they left the whole mechanism. All they did was pull out the springs. Didn't put the springs in. That's what they did in Hasbro for yeah, G1. That, the, that was the launchers on the combiner uh, bodies. But didn't like the, the, like the secret jets and the Autobot cars, didn't theirs work? Uh-huh. The springs. I thought it was just the. They were just disabled in the uh, the, the main body, like Motor Master onslaught, uh, Superion, and it was the reissue. I, I can remember. I mean, yeah, it's the, I, mean, I thought it was the reissue that took away the launching. Yeah, they took the springs out of the reissues. Um, or if they left them in, like on Jazz, they gave them the super long missiles. Like yeah. Star Screen Skywarp. Is either remove the springs and make them dead, like uh, Prowl and Smokescreen, or Right. Elongate the missiles like Jazz and Starscream. But I'm pretty sure they launched back in the day, too. The original ones did. I think some of them did, but I, I thought there was like an. There was. Um, I, I remember G1 Metroplex when it very first was released. It had the rubber tires and everything. Everybody loved that toy. It was great. And then they did the reissue, and the reissue had the plastic tires. I think that's the one where they nicked the, the spring loaded mm-hmm. gimmicks out of. I think what it oh. was is like. It's the same thing with Magnus, with the uh, launching shoulders. See, I'd never heard of the shoulders they took launching out. I just knew that they kept making the toy cheaper. Like the first release had the rubber tires, and then they eventually ended up doing it with plastic tires with the windshield. Right. And then they had the plastic tires with no windshield, no paint apps, so the white robot middle was just blank. Yeah. Um, but I always thought the missile still launched, but I could be wrong. I think they nixed it because what they did is it was like they're trying to get cheaper on it because it's like, oh, look, well, we had this toy out for like years. Why don't we just swap out some tires, something like that, save a little bit of money and all safety laws. Okay, fine. Pull, those, pull the springs out and call it good. And that's what they did. Um, okay. But, yeah, Thanks I mean, that's – Money and the kids still want the toys. They're popular enough they're going to buy them anyway. Let's put out crap. Right, right, right. I mean, that's what they do nowadays. If you think about the way toys are engineered nowadays, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of cool things they've done with, like, you know, bringing in the ball joints and stuff. But, I mean, there's times that I'm like, I buy a brand-new toy, and 10 seconds within transforming it, it pops off. I'm like, I just bought this thing. It shouldn't fall apart like that. And I remember, like, back in the day when you bought stuff like that, you didn't have to worry about that. It didn't yeah, pop it apart right it away. Was, it was you know, pin hinges and, yeah. Right, but, I mean, even Beast Wars characters back then, they weren't that notorious for falling apart. They were pretty tight joints. I mean, I mean, Cyber would be able to, you know, tell you, I mean, some of those, they're pretty tight joints for the most part, and they really didn't just pop right out right away. I mean, maybe transforming it four or five times eventually, not like within the first transformation like it does nowadays. What's that? Um, ball joints on your Beast Wars characters. Like, when you bought them brand new back in the day, most of the time, they were pretty tight, and they didn't really just pop right yeah, out. Sometimes nowadays, they would squeak while you moved them because right. of the friction. Yeah, and nowadays, nowadays they, it's like 10 seconds. Yeah, you right swing it around. You, you, you pull it out of the uh, box, and you can swing his legs back, swing their legs back and forth with ease. Yeah, kind of like um, Prime... Ultra Magnus, the first, uh, the R.I.D. one with the shoulder issues. I mean, his shoulders just went, like, all yeah, the time. That was just poorly designed. I mean, I don't I don't think it was a poor design. I just think that's where they should have put a pin and hinge 
design joint there instead of giving us ball joints. I mean, there's there's a there's a yeah. designed hinge for that. They should have put those in instead. But instead, they're like, oh, we'll just put ball joints there. Kids don't know the difference nowadays. That's just what they say. But, um, I mean, it just kind of goes to show you how the engineering just totally, like, throughout the years has completely changed. I mean, like, going into, like, the color change thing, like I was talking about, like, Deludge, the uh, water squirter. It was one of the water squirters. I mean, there was Inferno that had a water squirter, but he didn't do color change. He just shot water. Um because he had a uh, extra gun that he came with, which was I funny because he didn't do anything to G1 in, or sorry G2 Inferno to change him other than give him a water squirting gun. I thought that was just really odd. Yeah, the fire truck he needs to be able to put out fires. Right, but I mean G1 he didn't have anything like that he had the same I mean, it's the same accessory assortment and everything with the two but honestly you can put the two right next to each other and not be able to tell the difference until you like lift up a part and then you see the template where it says autobot and then it's got the g2 insignia because the actual sticker insignia on the g2 inferno is a g1 insignia so it's 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 one of those things it's kind of weird because it's like the hell? But then they got smart and decided to come up with their own ones with like Deludge and um, I want to say, well, the US version of them is uh, GoBot. I'm trying to remember what the UK name was for him. But um, it's still a color changing ones. The ones that you squirt them with water and they would change color because the water would be kind of a warmer or hotter water you'd hit it with. A lot like your uh, Hot Wheels from back in the day. Um, but what's yeah, your guys' what, thoughts on those? Well, we, we kind of talked about this a little before the show, and I, to me, I had the Hot Wheels cars, and they never worked right. You know, because you have the one supposed to go from red to blue, and most of the time it was just purple, and it wasn't even an even purple, or from white to red, and it would be pink. Um, mm-hmm. And I never really had any of those transformers, but I never liked that gimmick on Hot Wheels. Uh, so personally, I mean, unless they perfected the technology so that it worked better, I'd just soon leave that gimmick dead. I don't think it's really affected anything today because we don't, they don't do that stuff anymore, my knowledge. If, if they know. did, it would have been, if they did, it would have been those RPMs that they had for the movie lines. They're like little Hot Wheels cars with a robot printed on the bottom. Mm-hmm. If they would have done it, it would have been in that line, but I don't think they did. Well, it would have been kind of interesting if they did, because, I mean, I would like to see that kind of gimmick come back, but I'm one of those kind of guys, I like to see a lot of older gimmicks come back to where, you know, they, they originated, you know. Because there's a lot of them, I mean, if you th- if you think about it, yeah, okay, now we're getting Target Masters with newer characters, you know, that came all from G1, you know. But you think about it, G2 didn't have any Target Masters. I found that kind of odd. I was like, why don't we have any Target Masters and they had Masters in G2? Instead, they came up with an entire line of gimmick bots, which gimmick bots I thought were kind of cool back then because I honestly, I thought they had the gimmicks right back then versus what they do now. Well, they were... The, like the masters, I think the difference was like your headmasters, power masters, target masters. Um, is I don't think it's initially the reason why those didn't come back in G2 is I think they were just okay, we've already done that, let's do something else. And that's why they went with these newer gimmicks, yeah. and they were just constantly trying to keep the line fresh. And those were very, those were very 90s gimmicks, <laughs> yeah, to be honest. I mean, I, I, 
I mean, with all the stickers and stuff, too. I mean, yeah, we got a lot of stickers back in G1, but, I oh, mean, yeah. G2, That's it was, like, idea. crazy stickers we got then. That's another bad idea, too. Water squirting robots with color change feature on robots covered in paper stickers. Water right. and stickers do not mix. Unless it's, like, um, unless they're those um, vinyl type of stickers that I know a lot of you guys out there are repro label fans. Um, that you get the vinyl ones that you literally have to take like a little bit of a lighter or something like that, and it like molds itself because it's like literally like a car decal. Yeah, you could get those wet all day, and they'll never. Oh yeah, mess but they up. didn't but, use those in G two. Yeah, they didn't use those in G two. But if they were to do that nowadays, that would drive the cost of the toy much higher because it's a vinyl sticker. No, they'll just do paint apps now. Yeah, that's very I mean, true. Aside from Metro, they like, temple everything on now. What was I mean, the last figure to, or what was the last, yeah, what was the last line to have a water squirting figure? G2. I don't think. No, there were the there were water squirters in Beast Wars. Oh, were there? Yeah, Cheetor, mm-hmm. Cheetor's gun squirted water. Yeah. Uh, Megatron's tongue squirted water. Wasn't um, there the one that um he turned into? I can never remember the name of the guy. He was a scorpion, and he turned into a snake. Didn't his snake portion squirt water? Yeah, um, Quick Strike, he squirted water yeah. as well. And then Karata from Beast Wars Neo squirted water. Yeah, Quick Strike was weird. He was like a scorpion with a snake's head instead of a stinger. He had two heads. Weird. Yeah, the Fusor line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when it comes to like all those kind of gimmicks, I mean, I, and like the lights. I mean, they had the lights right back then. Like, if you pressed a button for, like, a light to work in G2, it worked. And now it's like, oh, look, it's in translucent plastic, and it's supposed to light this up, but it doesn't do anything. And I'm like, what a waste of, like, batteries. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's cool if you get, like, a third-party toy or something like that. Like, um, my Devastator upgrade kit I got, it's got, like, a watch battery in the back of the head and you turn on light and you know lights up his eyes. Okay, that's cool. But when you're supposed to do that and you press a button or something like that and it retracts this whole gun thing that comes out and it doesn't light up anything, and it's like that's just a glowing piece of something back here that's doing nothing. Yeah, that was that was a failed design by Hasbro. I think it was just them temp- you know, messing around trying to get an idea of what people would like. But, I mean, it's like, look, you think you would know after probably, like, your first wave that people hated it. So, uh, Do you think honestly, they would have known after Dark of the Moon that people hated the flip-out guns? I mean, this thing has a really, really bright LED, but, I mean, it's not – I mean, okay, it lights up the barrel of the gun, but, I mean, that's all it does. It doesn't do anything really crazy. I mean, yeah. I love this thing. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, Bumble Rage Battle Suit. That's what I call them. <laughs> what is but this yeah. boy, actually? Don't this one? That. Yeah. This is from the Prime line. This is the uh, Bumblebee. Yeah, it's his Bumblebee Cyberverse playset, oh, which is another thing I would like, like to see op- more of. Like the Optimus Maximus thing? Yeah. Right. It, was it just wasn't so ridiculously large. But this thing wasn't ridiculously large. It wasn't silly, stupid. I mean, it has plenty of places you can put other characters on it, but it kind yeah, of makes I've heard a lot sense. of people like that thing. Well, it's a very nice toy. It's got it's a lot funny. of ratcheted joints. and stuff. Well, you mentioned playsets, and you say this is what you want to see more of, and then there's a Metroplex behind you. They're still doing that. <laughs> they oh. just released that. <laughs> yeah, finally. 
But I'm talking about that. Um, play sets in the right direction, though. They they started with that Optimus Maximus and that Bumblebee thing there, and then they improved upon it with Metroplex. Right. I mean, I I noticed a lot of engineering in that one when I started playing with it because I was like, yeah, some of this stuff kind of feels hollow, but it kind of feels like the right kind of hollow because you know you open up a panel and there's a place that you put something because there's a reason it's hollow. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why his, you know, his shins are hollow. Why? They open up to become like part of a base. It's oh, not like it's just engineering that's just so you can drive some there. cars through his leg. Right. I mean, <laughs> if, and people go nuts over the whole hollow limb thing. Nothing ever has solid plastic. I mean, you may have thick plastic, but like even on my G1 Power Master Prime, you pull his legs apart and it's nothing hollow. I mean, right. Yeah. They, they always usually they'll screw the pieces together so that you can't really tell it's hollow because it doesn't open. But that opens on purpose. Exactly. So I, I mean, can, even Predaking here is this guy has got a ton of hollow parts. You you fold yeah. back a leg and look. Oh, it's in robot mode, but you turn it around. It's got this big gaping hole. Yeah. It's or been around since remove, the beginning. You may have so. to remove some screws and pull it apart to see the hollowness because they may screw two halves together. But yeah. Transformers have been hollow since the beginning because you can't really plastic shrinks too much yeah. because of the mold. You can't do anything solid plastic. It's a Not to mention they gotta shrinks. fold in on themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like the uh, G1, uh, the, sorry, the G2 laser rods. I mean, when you fold out the legs, yeah, it's just this big hollow piece of plastic that goes down that becomes the feet. That's what it's designed to do. So that way it folds up and the legs fold in and it makes it a more solid kind of toy car. But it's like, look, you have to, you know, it's a transformer. It's got to have some kind of give somewhere. And everybody had complained about, like, say, the Bruticus. I mean, I've got the G2 Bruticus, i got the Ruination, and i got Skittleus, as everybody wants to call it. I love that toy. I think it's great. The things have to pull off four molds. It was done during a price point time that you think you could never get a toy that size. They have literally put these things out, and it's like, look, you guys want to complain about this being hollow and that being hollow? Go pick up some cheap knockoff toy and try playing with it, and then complain about Hasbro's. Hasbro's plastic quality is more of a rubbery, tougher, grittier kind of plastic versus the knockoff stuff that will shatter and just blow up in your hand like GPS. Well, I found so, most of the hollowness on that Bruticus was yeah. because of something when you transform it, there was something in that hole. You had to take it out of the hole to transform it, so now there's a gap there. If, if these things were as solid as people wanted them, they wouldn't transform. And that, that's exactly. what, I, every time I hear somebody complaining about the hollowness of the Bruticus toys, I just wanted to like face palm. Well, and then, they'll, and then if they made them to where there was no hollow parts and all you did was plug their legs back together and maybe collapse it a tiny little bit, and suddenly it was a car, they'd be complaining that it was too simple. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, and that's something I, I see, because, you know, you got the guys that buy, you know, you know, they got the Hercules. I, you know, nothing, I'm not narking third party here at all. I'm just saying, you know, third party, they put a price on a toy because they are limited run. They only have so many of them made. And the only reason why they get them out there is because they go through certain channels to get it out there. But when they make this toy, you're paying 70, 80 bucks for something that is solid. Yeah, it's got a great panel that folds into the back and makes the leg look like an actual leg instead of just having a hollow bit because it's got a panel that folds over it. That's honestly the only difference between that and a Hasbro product, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that's that's been around since 
the dawn of Transformers, all the way through G1, G2, Beast Wars, you name it. Everybody's had it. All the way up to this third-party craze has happened, and it's great. I like the third-party stuff. I don't mind it, but there's only certain things I'm going to spend my money on, like maybe upgrade kits for my G1 stuff or G2 stuff. But, if they would um, start doing some upgrade kits, I keep saying this, they need to make some weapons for some of my Beast Wars figures because some of them don't have the weapons they have in the shows. Well, there's, exactly. a, new, uh, there's a new Rhinox coming out that's uh, show accurate weapons. Yes, <laughs> and it's a very, very, very cool-looking Rhinox. Um, that Rhinox is actually really cool. I love the idea that his chest mouth thing comes down. And he's got the rhino head on his back. Looks just like the actual in cartoon mold, but his feet a little more just modernized. A little <laughs> but you know? other than that, it's it's it's, it's still going to be a great Voyager toy. I can't wait to have it. You know, very great Voyager toys. Yeah. I'm going to display them with my crappy Generations Cheetor and my Generations <laughs> Beast or D- Generations Dinobot. I can't wait to get that him in and Waspinator. It's a good year to be a Beast Wars so fan. Have you guys seen the... Uh, I know this wasn't one of our news stories, but it's kind of related to what we're talking about Rhinox. Wasn't there a, a news story about some Walmart listings for some other figures? It was like a Rat Trap and a Night Beat. Yeah, there was like, something about a Rat Trap. I heard something about that. Yeah, so it's like the Beast Wars characters finally get some, some classics love. Yeah, and a, and a lot of people are... Because apparently Hasbro is working like, closer with IDW to put <laughs> characters in the comic that they're making toys of. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly, you know, Rat Trap, or what, Rat Trap, Waspinator, Skybite, all started popping up in the IDW universe. And I believe it was Rat Trap and Skybite were both seen listed in a computer. Yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of curious, because, you know, you, you think about the lineup that we got coming out, this new lineup. Um, It's consisting of Dreadwing, Skids, Waspinator, um, who's Goldbug. the other one? Goldbug. But what are the other two? You know, nobody knows. But we got the two Voyagers. Okay, that's going to be a complete different box. Oh, no. Well, there's so a. It's only a wave of four. Fill in? Uh, I didn't know if they're going to do a wave of four. If they're waiting to announce two more. Now, usually, because usually what Hasbro does is they do a wave of four, a wave of two, another wave of four. And they'll probably do another wave of two in between. Um, or if they do the two, I mean, two new ones with re-releases from a previous wave. Yeah, because there's thing they're is, still okay, going to do... Just did, but they did, just did Thundercracker. Are they going to do a Skywarp in this next release? You would think not in this would. next one, but probably in the one afterwards, because they said they're going to do a Skywarp too. Yeah, there's supposed to be a Skywarp coming. Yeah, because everybody's like, oh, they're going to pass on the one, um, the Takara version, because everybody wants like 45 bucks for that thing. And Plus, it's more great. It's not a $45 toy. It really is. I mean, I don't see what's driving that price. I'm hoping that after the Waspinator wave, they do a Skywarp Buzzsaw wave. I can treat them right I would love for them to do Waspinator as Buzzsaw. It's <laughs> very true. You know, without having that toy in hand, but just looking at pictures of it, I don't know. When you look at the retooling they did on Sandstorm from Springer, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that with the basic, you know, insect shape that a wasp has, if they were willing to remold it as much as they did uh, Springer, um, 
they could easily turn that into Inferno. Yeah. Just turn it into an ant. That's get a good idea. Back, get rid of the wings, you know, get rid of the stinger, and, uh, you know, change the head up a little bit. And then it's a six-legged insect with three body parts. You know, even the robot modes are similar with the bug head on the chest. You know, new head, a few new Ooh. body parts, you've got Inferno. Maybe. Well, it would be a shame for Inferno to get a deluxe size figure. Well, think about the skids that's coming out. What do but you I think that we'd redo it. that as? Uh, well, was... I think I think that was one of the things in that Walmart listing. It was um, it it was crosscut. I think it is the cross-cut? the the, the hobby or whatever re- repaint that was in Diaclone colors. That mm-hmm. was that old that it had that same name. So most people are speculating that's the skids recolor. I I can see uh, like redo that skids like in every color, even like the crazy lime green color. They had one that was that way too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can see Hobby doing those, but I'm like, because those are more diaclone based. Because most people that are into Transformers barely, unless they're like my age or older, they don't know where it like originated from. Like they don't know the diaclone line as well as I do. But um, well, there'll be a just, spotlight comic to be in the to be packaged with it. Yeah, I mean, as long as it has some some right. fiction with it. But, I mean, we, with the name is showing up in the computer, so there's going to be a crosscut, and I can't think of what else that would be other than a skid repaint. Hmm. I was just trying to figure out what other one they could possibly do with that one other than crosscut. But, um, but yeah, if they're doing a rat trap and a um, and a sky bite, those two aren't get me excited. Especially Rat Trap. I mean, it's to get an original Rat Trap, it's expensive. And uh, for such a small toy. Yeah, and I love that. I love nice. the flip changers. Um, I really wish I could get a Rat Trap, but he's expensive. So to have him get a nice updated version, make him look cartoon accurate, um, have a nice deluxe size Rat Trap, that'd be awesome. And then Skybite, he's you know. You gotta love Skybite if you like R.I.D. I have the Botcon Skybite from 2010, and to me that's like a perfect update for Skybite. I mean, it's yeah, I want that one because the first Skybite, the original one, is so much like what you had in the cartoon. They can't make a more cartoon accurate one. It had plenty of articulation. They're not gonna make a more articulated version. Well, they'll make him look like he did in in the comic. Yeah, or not not in Dream in it, but in the IDW IDW comic, he looks a bit different. But he still looks freaking cool. Yeah, I haven't started reading the comics he's in yet, so I wasn't aware of it. You know, I've been, I've been sitting there thinking because, you know, you got all these people are kind of raging because they're like, why don't they do, like, IDW Prime? Like, give us an IDW Prime. And I'm sitting there thinking probably because maybe they have an IDW Prime and an Ultra Magnus both in the works, and maybe they're working on two totally different engineered trailers, and maybe they'll do, like, a G1 thing or the smaller truck plugs into the trailer for Ultra Magnus, you know. I would love for them to do an updated version of that, but it is an IDW aesthetic. That'd be pretty awesome. Well, I mean, give us the thing with the trailer. I mean, I, I, I miss Prime with the trailer and Ultra Magnus well, with the trailer. I don't remember which botcon it was, but it's been in the recent, last few years. But then again, we do have a new creative team running the Transformers department. Uh, but before the tr- big transition of about a year or so ago, um, they were talking about that they found out that the trailers they would rather focus on say a Voyager size Optimus Prime that's just a truck that's really good 
to try to do a leader with a trailer because then the cab by itself is going to be less than Voyager. Uh, so then you get this more expensive toy, which isn't going to sell as well, and the robot itself isn't going to be as good. So they kind of were trying to shy away from the trailers. That's why Classics Prime didn't come with the trailer. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, hopefully the new creative team, I'd like to see that happen. Ultimately, though, I mean, well, I like that gimmick from G1 uh, where you had the Prime cab in white with the new trailer that plugs in. I'd like to mm-hmm. see them go more of a titanium route with Ultra Magnus, where the cab, maybe you can still swivel, you know, in the truck mode, but it doesn't separate. It don't have its own robot mode. It just the whole thing transforms and it just kind of folds into the trailer as it transforms. That's yeah, what that's, like that would be interesting. I would that's like what to I see, see that. Doing but but if they give us the new IDW Prime as well, and then give us this Magnus, and design the truck so the details of looks the same on the cabs. It may not even be the same size, right. but just so that it looks like the same cab in white, except it doesn't transform like it at all. Exactly, and then make the Magnus where it's got like the fold-down ramps in the back, so that way you can park a few of your smaller deluxe figures into it. You know, I, I, I want to see that in a modern stance. I mean, they have that third-party version that I've seen floating about, and I can't remember exactly who posted that, because I saw that maybe three weeks ago. But it, it is an IDW look, but it's like, you know it's going to be third party, so it's going to be expensive. So my whole thing is like, I think Hasbro probably has that in the works, but they haven't like announced it yet because they have all these other ones they're throwing out there. I mean, we're not even through all the 30 Transformers they're giving us yet, so we don't know what they have yet. And I think I think I saw somebody do a number on that. I think the majority of the 30 have been revealed, or maybe I think no, that's the thrilling 30. That's what you're talking about, aren't you? I was thinking of the uh, the announcement last year that was in 2013, which just had like 40 some or whatever generations figures, and I think those have all been used up. Right, but I mean, if they're going to IDW, you think about okay, you had all the guys that collected everything that was from like the classics and all those, and if they're going into this IDW aesthetic, they're totally changing the aesthetic of the Transformers itself, just the robot modes and everything, which is kind of neat. So well, it's like they're taking those but updating them with a cartoonish, like, comic aspect and giving us, you know, pretty much the same characters. I mean, we have yet to see a Hot Rod, and Hot Rod is in that quite often. We need a new Hot Rod because the classics one sucks. It was cool yeah. at the time, but it hasn't aged well. And I feel that way about the Prime. I, I, the only reason I want an IDW Prime isn't because I'm collecting IDW robots. Mm-hmm. It's because I, I was never real happy with the Classics Prime as a G1 update. I didn't like the. It's a cool toy, but I never liked all that arm kibble. It's the biggest. No, I, I hated the whole idea that the cab was like stuck on the arms. I'm like, yes. Why is the, so? I don't IDW, care. I mean, you folded it like twice, but I mean, they could have made it so the whole thing like folded up all the way around, well, and you they never could've... told. Well, if you notice, like, the front of the truck where the front of that arm kibble pegs in, mm-hmm. uh, it ends up on his back. I mean, they could have just engineered it where it just was stuck there, and then the arms came, you know, separated from the arm and was on his back, or it could have folded up on his back. I mean, they didn't have to have it on the arm. But I, I just, want an IDW Prime because it'll make a better Classics Prime because it's going to hold I would love to see them take, like, the IDW Prime, but... Take it and do like a G do like a G1 transformation, but you know add the uh, or added articulation to it. But do a G1 transformation of it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a simple transformation they can honestly engineer into these larger ones. You don't have to have simple, you know, crazy folding panels. It would make it a very easy transformation. But you know, whenever you pull his arms and everything out, 
make it so that way you have something that folds up in the back that completely closes off that entire hollow back on it. And it would be perfect. I don't, I don't know why they haven't done that. I mean, because you can engineer it now where you have flip-out fists instead of having to remove the fists for the headlights. Easy stuff. They've already well, done it in I other figures. So. I think the I mean, that's what I wanted from Classics originally, was giving the G1 toys, but with articulation. Um, I think the problem with that is they want to go for the more the chiseled look on Prime, like we talked about earlier with the, the Power Master and then the G2 Laser, is that that G1 design is just too boxy. You know, they want to humanize them a bit more, you know, anthropomorphize them a bit more. Um, right. So they try to get more a little intricate with Prime's transformation to give him that more recognizable... And give him like a heroic sort of posture. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what they're going... That's I think that's why we haven't seen a Prime that uses the actual truck grill for his abdomen. Because there's really no way to work that and get the shape they're aiming for. Yeah. I don't... While I think it would be nice for them to do a IDW version and update Optimus, I don't think they will. Um, I think Hasbro, like the rest of us, sees it as, well, we already did Optimus with classics. Yeah, uh, but look how many different Optimus toys they've made since the end of the movies. He's gotten several new molds with every movie. He's Optimus freaking prime. They can sell another version. I mean, come on. They count count with the IDW Bumblebee with the very first world. I mean... Look at this. How well, yeah, you Orion Pax in the first wave? That's freaking Optimus Prime just with his pre-Prime name. Yeah, but they then you have to again. you have to then look at it at this at the the way that they might be look. Well, the way I would look at it is if they did another Optimus, then who would we not be getting? Would we be if they did another Optimus? Would we be getting Rhinox? Would we have gotten Blitzwing? Well, in all fairness, as much as I like Rhinox and Blitzwing, Optimus Prime would sell better to the general public. Yeah, screw you know, to a screw kid that Optimus wants mom Prime. to buy him a Transformer. It's like, oh, what's that Optimus Prime? Screw well, him. I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm actually a you know ecstatic about the line that's coming out like here shortly because it's Dreadwing. And it looks like G2 colors to me. It looks like a G2 Dreadwing, which I'm happy about. Because that's like, it's it's the same mold as Megatron, but it's just in blue colors. And it looks and G2. And now be repainted into awesome. BB. Or then, BB. Yeah, BB. They, they should do a BB version of that. And that would be so cool. And then I would love to see, you know, I mean, I, I like the idea that they're giving us a gold version of, you know, giving us gold bug. Great. That's awesome. What? Here's, I mean, here's something kind of odd. I mean, I'm like, why don't they just go back and give us like cyberverse versions of all the throttle bots? That would be awesome. Just give us. Well, I mean, you got to give it time. I mean, look what they're, what they're doing, Swerve. Um, mm-hmm. Gears. Yeah, Gears. They're doing Cos- Cosmos. Uh, you know, they're, I think they know that. First. I think they know that that's there. Uh, you just, we just got to give it time. Uh, I mean, they're knocking at, they're knocking these out. I mean, look how many. If you look at your, if you have a classic shelf going, look how many molds they've knocked out so far. How many. Uh, G1 representations there are. I mean, they'll get to them eventually. They 
they're starting to already get into obscure characters. I mean, um, I mean, Scoop. <laughs> is getting a modern well, I mean, Scoop? Even <laughs> even Double Dealer. I mean, he's obscure enough. Um, you know, someone like me. I didn't grow up with G1. Uh, Double Dealer. I didn't even know who he was, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so they're getting they're getting into robots that you know characters that no one really you know, quote unquote cares about, but it's because they're they've got characters to burn through now. I mean, they they'll get to them eventually, unless they start making new Optimus Primes and Bumblebees. Well, the the Cyberverse, though, for those small guys, or he's on the throttle boss. That would, you know, new Optimus Prime and Voyager would have to interfere with that. Um, you know, and, no, I'm just and that's what I'm saying because they're starting to get these obscure characters. It's good they already did get attention, but to the average kid, remember, we're not the target market for this stuff. The average kid who goes forward with Mommy, I want the Transformer. They're going to go for those big names, and well, the fact that we haven't gotten a Prime and a Magnus in a long time, we're, we're new. I don't know about that because you got generations. Is our line, and Hasbro yeah. knows that. Well, I, I mean, it's 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 exactly what Hasbro said at the last con they did. I mean, it's like look, they're like look, we went through just the instructions alone. They're way too complicated. We're gonna dumb them down a little bit, even with the generations ones we're releasing. I mean, let's look at the instructions for them. They're not real big. They're not crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're voice simple. was easy. And, and that's the thing. I love the simplicity of it. Give me an awesome robot that turns from an awesome mode to an awesome robot, and it doesn't take me 20 minutes to do it. That's what I want. And, well, yeah, and that's, that's what... what people want. And you, and it's the same thing with a kid. You hand a kid, like a Dark of the Moon character, it's going to take them 45 minutes to try to figure it out, and half the time they're going to break something yeah. off or a panel well, not, fly off. Not Dark of the Moon. bad Revenge of the Fallen. Revenge of the Fallen. Dark of the Moon well, a good job of simplifying yeah, Dark of the Moon was the one that they oversimplified, and all the collectors were like, we ain't buying this crap. Yeah, because like that Dark of the Moon Bumblebee, yeah. that's why I actually liked that toy. Because it looked cool in both modes, and it was much easier to transform than any any previous version yeah. of that concept Camaro B. But I mean, I think when Classics started, they were simple designs, simple transformations. Um, Universe started getting a little bit complex. I... I absolutely yeah. hate the uh, Sunstreaker sideswipe mold. Um, it's complex. There are I, bits I, of it. There are bits of it that are a pain in the butt when you go to transform it. You're talking about the shoulders. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, getting that's the legs to fit into the top um, part. Because I, I had all those figures because you know a lot of people that's been following me for a long time. They know that I went ahead and got rid of my entire class line because I was like, look, I don't have the room on my shelves anymore. I would much rather dump the money in G1 and G2. So that's what I did. I got rid of the entire line. I had every one of them. I had you know I had Sunstreaker. I had Sideswipe. I had the Red Alert. I didn't have um like. The counter, the punch, counter punch. I wanted to get it, but I, I was like, too. too expensive. But yeah, the engineering in the shoulders was stupid. I, I didn't like the engineering there, but I understood what they were doing there. I see where they were going, but 90% of the time, those guys stayed in robot mode. I never hardly transformed them because yeah. I was like, this is just, some of them were yeah. just too stupidly complicated. I, I, I hate like, that. I, I hate that mode. 
<laughs> I do yeah, but not I mean, like it. My whole thing is like how many people own a G1 Optimus Prime and they play with that thing consistently because it's a simple transformation. It's easy to play with. And it's like, look, it's a fun toy, period. You know, there's a lot of people who love that toy just because of what that's why it's gotten so many reissues because it's a great design. And it's an iconic character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, I take back what I said earlier. I don't want an IDW Prime. I mean, I would like that. I would buy it if it came out. I want a freaking classic Power Master Prime. I agree. Where he combines with the trailer. We, that's what we need. We need the, the small robot and then the trailer. He combines with it. We need a new Power Master Prime. Come on, Hasbro. Here's Talk a good one. Power Master Prime and Ultra Magnus. You can do the same thing with the same trailer, except for you change up the trailer slightly on Ultra Magnus, so that way it looks like a card carrier. That's all well, you have to I do. I actually had a thought. I'm trying to work engineering out in my head um, of a way to do a, a version where it would be the Ultra Magnus and Power Master Prime be the repaints of each other. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything transforms the same, except have the kind of like do a side swap Sunstreaker thing where the trailer from one side when you put the cab in looks like Power Master Prime, but then if you flip it around the other way, it would look like Ultra Magnus. So you just have to have different fists, head go the other way, you know, maybe to have it swivel at the waist or something. But then you could have that could be the easy repaint if they designed it to work both ways as either. Power Master Prime, where you see the cab visible, or it's Ultra Magnus, you know, the front of the cab sticking out his back, and have the Ultra Magnus chest designs on this side. Um, I mean, that's a way they could do that to get the repaint out of that toy, get the money, and, you know, kind of, like I said, do a side swap Sunstreaker for the one toy, the trailer, to go both ways. And maybe in part of that remolding, if they get real extensive with it, um, like the most prominent examples at uh, Spring or Sandstorm, they could even have it where more of the stuff is different on the trailer so that the trailer mode looks different. Like you said, one looks like a car carrier, one looks like a box truck. It would just be a few right, panels right. to just be a few panels to enclose it that would fold up on the leg, whereas with those are off, it would look like a car carrier. Um, exactly, I mean, and and you know with the, the the slight remolding that they did, I mean, look, they gave him gigantic wheels on Sandstorm, mm-hmm. so it it totally changed the the function of the toy as well. So I mean, they can do that and make it so that way you can literally park other vehicles inside it. I mean, if they made the prime so that way it actually has a hollow trailer where you can park like a roller and have it come with like a roller that turns into like a target master. That would just be freaking sweet. Not a but, target master. Use the original unused concept where the roller turns into the head of the super motor. There you go. That's a good one. I, I can agree with that. That would be awesome. Because, I would because love that. Because planned and it didn't work out. That's why the Tower Master Prime has the doors open in the bottom of the feet for trailer mode. And it, mm-hmm. it, that's where the roller would have went. And he would have become the head. I don't know if you guys yeah, have seen I t- those I, Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, so that, that's what they could do. They'd take, hey, it's an unused concept. Fans are aware of it. It'll be a nice little nod for us. Yeah, I bought the, um, the I guess it's uh, Junkion. Yeah, it's a, the little Headmasters. I bought one of the Headmasters to plug onto my Power Master Prime. So yeah, my Power what, Master Prime is a Headmaster, man. Target Master, Power Master Prime because he actually has a, yeah. I did the yeah, same the thing. Junkie on Blacksmith. That's what I've got on this yeah. one. Junkie on Blacksmith. Do you have the uh, the uh, the little bitty uh, gun that turns into Prime as well? No. Um, <laughs> I have the Master Shooter Collectible Shardicon Exclusive High Q. He's just in the other room because he's nice. on my display piece. This is my fiddle with piece. Yeah, I, I've got I've got the uh, like I said. I, I wanted to get him when they reissued it, but he disappeared so fast. Yeah, you guys probably saw it from like uh, the Masters episode. I showed off the uh, 
I've got both versions of that particular toy. I got the Japanese version and the American release, and the, the Japanese version's got the Apex armor. They're just it's a phenomenal toy. They just need to like modernize the engineering. Yeah, I know it's the third party version, but it's who really got the room. money for that? It, I, it's I not a great trailer at all. Yeah, if if they'd done a little more to make the trailer look more like his trailer, I might have been on board. Especially when I realize how big of a chunk of that just comes off and has to be set aside. It's like, really, you couldn't put that with your know, gray with the lines and it would look like a trailer? Right. And my my whole – one of the things that was selling me on it, though, was the simple fact I could take a G1 Optimus Prime or the Power Master Prime and stick or it the in there and it works. And that's what's yeah. crazy. The thing was designed for three different robots to shove in there. That's the but first, they, first, but they, part, but first third put, party I know of that does that. G1 trailer etchings on the side of the super trailer mode. I mean, at first, when I before I realized how it transformed, I saw it, I thought, well, maybe it's because they were going for robot mode accuracy and the gray didn't have any good place to go out of the way. Until I, when I saw it in hand, I'm like, okay, three-fourths of the trailer sides are just this big thing that pops off and you set it aside for robot mode anyway. And then they molded it blue with all this random detailing. I'm like, make it look like a trailer. I would have bought one instantly. But, yep. I passed. Uh, and and that's that's just to be seen. I mean, in the future, Takara and everybody else might end up doing something like that. I mean, I don't know if you guys uh, been seen in the buzz, but they released pictures of the Takara version of Metroplex that's been released, and it's got um, it's got chromey stickers, the thighs are chrome, chrome face. They did all the stuff that they kind of did for like the uh, well, did it have the chrome icon, but. Yeah, it's got a chrome face, but um, there's there's a few differences, slight differences. I didn't think there. it had chrome. I didn't think it had chrome thighs. I thought it just had some paint apps. No, oh, I'll have to uh, check out some new pictures. I've well, heard that uh, the chrome sort of uh, sort of uh, clashes a bit with the rest of it. I mean, I know I know they're not stickers because they they posted a picture of the sticker sheet, and there's no stickers on there whatsoever for that. Not unless it's already pre-applied stickers, I, but I, I guess doubt I that. Of, I guess I was thinking of test shot pictures that were released months ago. I thought it only had the chrome face and that the legs were just had not chrome paint, but they just had some kind of painted details on there, so that the convention exclusive was the only one with chrome thighs. No, I mean, the, this one's got it. I mean, I, okay. I looked at it. They had all three of them lined up next to each other. There's slight differences between them all, but. Yeah, I gotta find those pictures because that's why I passed. I had a pre-order with uh, HLJ, and they sent me a payment due. And I decided to pass since I had the American one in my pile of blue. Um, yeah, if it's got chrome thighs, I may have to reconsider. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be more money, obviously, because of what it is. But um, yeah, well, the HLJ, HLJ price I got is like one thirty-five with the exchange rate before shipping, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't too awful bad. But um, talking about city formers, um, let's talk about that uh, that headmaster that they released for uh, 40 for Fort Max. Um, they got this crazy upgraded head for Fortress Maximus that they've got that literally turns into a gigantic robot with a headmaster, just like Cerebros, and it has it also has an alt mode that turns into a tank. Yes, so it's Perfect effect, uh, warden. They're calling it because in the IDW comics, he was the warden of the prison in Last Stand of the Wreckers. Um, yeah. I, I kind of got the impression from this because I mean, he doesn't turn into. It's not Cerebro. It turns into Fort Max. It, this is the IDW Fort Max. Um, he has the headmaster, 
and he turns into the tank. I really think that the head mode for Fort Max was just kind of an afterthought bonus. Like, hey, let's work this in just as a cool little bonus. I don't think it was ever the intent. I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think I think that was like the it may not be too much of an afterthought, but maybe they, they it was the lesser priority. Uh, I think. Yeah, I mean this. This I mean this is a Photoshop um, picture of what the uh, the full on color version is going to look like, but. It's kind of cool. It's not too bad. Here's the test shot photos of it partially in head mode and robot mode. Um, this is kind of blurred out here. I know they actually have one, but that's what it looks like when it's actually put on 40. Some people are like, oh, well, does his head turn? And I'm obviously looking at this like there's too much chunk around that for his head to even rotate. So. Not the original didn't rotate. No, I mean, and I don't know how you would even make a rotating head for him unless you'd have an extended neck, but then he'd look like E.T. Well, you'd have to have a really small head so that it could rotate in that area, but then it would just look weird because it would be too small. True. But here's a uh, close-up of the robot mode with the smaller headmaster installed. Looks pretty good. It's not bad. I think it's it kind of a really cool, cool toy. The price is a little steep for me. On something like this, but because it's perfect effect, their prices do tend to be a little higher than the other third-party companies. But it looks really good, and they have—they are known for their quality. This is something that if it doesn't sell out instantly and shoot up in price, this kind of hangs around, ends up getting discounted. I'll probably pick it up if it drops under 100 bucks. Yeah, I, I really enjoy um, seeing third parties actually tackle older robots and come up with like really really cool design aesthetics to. Um, allow you to prolong the life of that robot, you know, make it even cooler to make it fit in with, like, the other stuff that you got. But, I mean, to me, it's kind of like, I think that's kind of weird because this thing is way too articulated for Fort Max because he doesn't have much articulation as it is because he is a big brick. And, honestly, I don't see anybody doing an upgrade kit where you make his thighs move around and stuff because if he did that, you literally have to take the entire robot apart to do that. And I don't know. I've seen a lot of um, customizers do some sweet work to them, but I don't know. I, just, I don't see you dropping the money on getting two of them and then just completely disassembling one to rebuild it with tons of articulation. Think, what do you think the chances are that to get a second use out of the Metroplex mold that uh, – Hasbro just gives them a new head and repaints them to be Fort Max. I could see that, but um, honestly, I, I see a Metro Titan repaint probably in the future coming from maybe E-Hobby or something like that before that even happens because it's it's too easy to do. Yeah, that'll it's, probably... It's, honestly, it's the same mold. All you do is repaint something, that's it. I mean, I could see Takara doing that, but... I think Hasbro would go for something more, uh, more yeah, appealing familiar to the, to the yeah to the Western audience. Right. Just just call it Fort Max and everyone be. And then maybe be silly and give us a Brave Max out of it because I could see those two, but seeing a Grand Max that's gonna be really really obscure. But I'm kind of excited to figure. You know, I'm 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 still holding out like hope that Hasbro is going to be smart enough 
to give us a Triptychon to go with this guy that's in scale. Because I, I would love to get a Triptychon that's that big. It's, <laughs> this is going to sound bad. I, said, I would say I would like that so I can get a Gigatron. Uh, exactly. Uh, Storm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gigastorm, that's, that's right. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have some green on him and that big horn. He's really not that much different, don't he? Um, paints a little more drastic. drastic no, but it's it's the Beast Gigastorm Wars. Gigastorm had the uh, crazy thing to come out of his head. I mean, he looked more like... um. He, 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 looked, honestly, he looked more like a dragon than a Godzilla. He looked he had like this crazy horn to come out. <laughs> Yeah, he was awesome. He was really, really cool. I don't have him. I will eventually get him just because of what he is. Because I tend to get bots that are related like that. Yeah, I'll have him eventually because once I round out my U.S. Beast Wars, I'll start in on Japanese Beast Wars. Yeah, I mean, I, know, I absolutely love that toy. Yeah, here, there you go. Insane Galvatron's got him right there. I wish but, I would have um, jumped on him a long time ago. You could you could get him for a really good price when I was younger. Yeah, he, he was, was dirt like 35, cheap. 40 bucks. Yeah. I got him for. I don't know if you guys know, we hold him up in front of the camera. He didn't come, and he doesn't come with everything that Triptychon came with. I thought there was like a few parts that they nicked, like um, like the, got the, the little guns. I don't think he car. has like the little rotating guns and um radar dishes anymore though. No, he, he doesn't have that huge gun. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's like the tower in city mode that Trickercon came with. I mean, right, right, he, right. Any, the, any parts that cannot be attached in dino mode are not included. Like He doesn't have the extra ramp, doesn't have that big gun. It's just pretty much only what attaches in this mode. You know, the parts exactly. you had to set aside on the G1, he didn't come with. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got... I've got him up there. He's he's buried right now. I can't grab him out. But um, he's he's one of my favorite um G1 Transformers. Just the engineering behind that entire thing is just insane. And I'm like, why didn't they redo that in G2? That thing would just been sick if it was like in some crazy <laughs> colors. He's a transforming Zoid, is what he is. I mean, that's what that's what makes him so cool. To me, the reason why it makes this so cool is because I'm a big fan of Godzilla. I absolutely love Godzilla, and that thing straight up looks like Godzilla. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's why I wanted it. I don't know. I'm not really getting the Godzilla vibe from it. Uh, not a whole lot other than him being a walking dinosaur. And see, my brother was big into Zoids, and so I always thought of him as, like, you know, he's a transforming Zoid to me. Now, he even has the walking gimmick. I don't know if I was missing it or if it didn't come with it. He doesn't have the little double barrel pistol in the mouth either. I don't think he came with that. No, he did not come with that. So that was something that that's was something attached that didn't include. Right. That's that's another um, another thing they nixed from it. Um, let's see if I can find the prototype pictures of him. He is very, very awesome, though. I mean, his, his original prototype version... Um, just absolutely looked even bigger and beefier than he actually is. I mean, look at that thing. Oh, wow. That's the that... prototype. That's what he would have looked like. Huh. And I I am just floored that they didn't give us that. Um, I'm going to scroll through here and see if I can find the uh, base mode, because I actually have a picture of the base mode as well. I bet the base mode looked better. Oh, it did. It looked much better. It was huge. 
it's just insane how much detail they actually had in this thing. Um, let's see here. I, just, I mean, I absolutely love this toy. This 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 is one toy that honestly really either give us another reissue of this thing or give us an updated version because this thing really deserves it. It's one of those toys that has been lost throughout the years to me. I mean, it's just it's it's such an iconic piece because everybody thinks of like Grimlock and then immediately like after hearing a Grimlock, everybody brings up Trypticon right after that because it's. It's just a huge toy. And um, I saw a mock-up of him done up in Grimlock colors, which was hilarious. Very interesting. Um, well, they did Grimlock and Tripscon colors for yeah, glass. Yeah. But um, they, I mean, like an official re release toy that hasn't happened. But they, I mean, there was somebody that actually did a uh, mock-up of it. It's very cool. I got a picture of it. Just hang on. Where the heck's the base mode? This would be excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, for uh, like, <laughs> for the audio listeners, we're browsing through yeah, no, we're browsing through Google way. Pictures. Well, this is where in the old days we would pictures. edit this part out, but Duran decided to throw them up raw. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it being a live cast and everything, we're allowed to get away with this. So, um, are we sure but, it's being broadcast? Because I couldn't find it on YouTube, by the way, because I was going to monitor the comment section for any questions or anything from our viewers. It says on it says we're on air, but when I went to YouTube and did a search for TFYLP episode 63, or just 63, nothing comes up. Well, there was two looks like test ones you did like an hour before we went live, but I couldn't find the actual live one. Huh. That's weird, because I put it up. I don't understand why it's not. Yeah, it okay, shows here's... we're broadcasting, which is on air. Okay. There we go. There's the base mode. Oh, yeah. And if you look at it, it's similar, but it's got a lot of differences. I mean, it's got, like, I mean, if you look at the... Um, well, the legs guess, don't split apart and spread out, for starters. No. And it's got, like, this crazy ramp kind of thing going on here where it isn't all boxed in, kind of like the original. Um, the head's obviously still in the same direction, same with all the guns and such, but, I mean, if you even look at full tilt, he's slightly molded different as well. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Yeah, I knew it, it had to be there. I was like, how is it not working? Yeah, we've been on air for like 15 minutes when I was trying to search and it wasn't coming up. <laughs> oh, well. Weird. Yeah, that's that's that toy. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what um what other toys they could possibly give us, like with the whole new generation stuff that's coming out. I mean, maybe maybe an Omega Supreme if they decided to, other than the Energon 
version. But I don't think we'll get much more of the big guys. And, and to be honest with you, and this is, uh, if they did Omega Supreme, I would really hope that they would finally do us a solid and give us the animated Omega Supreme. Yeah, because that would be the better Omega Supreme to go with because that that 30th anniversary one or Thrilling 31, while it's not super great, they did do a lot of extensive remolding that to get him a lot closer to the G1s. He makes a really good classic uh, Omega Supreme in robot mode. I think if they were going to do it, I'd have to agree. Animated needs their their Omega. Because he was man, it would, so awesome transforming into the arc. Although really though, actually we've got a decent Omega Supreme with that remold. I think if they're going to do another large figure, I'd rather it be the Triptychon because we have the Metroplex, um, and I, you know Fort Max in my mind should always be bigger than Metroplex, so I don't see them doing an even bigger Fort Max. So give us Triptychon. If I had a vote, yeah, that's why, that's why I'd vote. I, I couldn't imagine a Fort Max bigger than that. I mean, honestly, if they're going to try to do what they did, you know, okay, this is the version they give us, and then turn back around and give us a Fort Max that's like in scale with the G1 version. Oh no, they would that be. That thing would they, be freaking like four foot tall. Who the no, hell has no. got room for that? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't thinking that big. I was like, thinking I said, like that, if that's twenty four inches or twenty five inches, do the new Fort Max at like twenty eight inches. Just, just uh, so yeah, I think, I think if they're going to do, if they're going to release another big guy, they're just gonna give us a new head and repaint him into Fort Max. I, I don't see them doing another. Uh, that or just make him a headmaster because the head portion on this tilts forward, so it's not like they can't engineer it for it to pop off and then just give us a headmaster that plugs in. The yeah, repaint scamper. scamper is like maybe grommet or uh, repaint one and then give us like an extra bonus figure or something like that, and make him combine or something. I don't know. Well, I was thinking for the, for the budgetary reasons, if they had to worry about parts count and stuff, you know. Leave off the head, like you said, so it could be something plugged on, and they maybe even get rid of the scamper altogether, so that parts can go toward making a really cool Cerebros, who maybe would be a headmaster too. True, that would be really really neat if we can get something like that. Because I, I, I would love to have an articulated version of Fort Max, but I mean, if you're gonna do that, they would honestly um probably have to re-sculpt some of the stuff like. This portion here would have to be all translucent, you know, and this over here couldn't be a door that opens like that. I mean, but if they decide to do it, they might do some changes in the engineering, which well, the I wouldn't problem, be against. The biggest problem with this whole idea of making that into Fort Max is that Fort, Fortress Maximus has the much better looking city mode of the two. And it would be kind of a downgrade to have Fort Max turn to a city that looks like Metroplex. Now, yeah. what I think would have worked better if they were going to go that route, we're going to make Metroplex and Fort Max same mold is to make the city mode look more like Fortress Maximus's city mode, just because it does make a better city, and then repaint that into Metroplex. At yeah, I think, but obviously Metroplex was a move because he's fresh on everyone's mind because of the Fall of Cybertron video game. And I think in the video game, his city mode looked more like Fortress Maximus's than it did in G1. I don't think you got a really good look at it. Well, wasn't there a third-party company that made a more game accurate uh, Metroplex, or they're about to. They released like the 3D renders, and the city mode looked much more Fortress Maximus-y. I don't know. 
I think they I actually got they honestly I think they got as far as actually getting like a gray prototype. I think it's as far as they got and then they never released it. But I saw pictures of that thing and it was pretty incredible. But I don't know if it was like like the game because like you were saying in the game you don't really get a big you don't get a good picture of him. All you really get is oh Optimus Prime drives up on his road and then all of a sudden this road lifts up out of the ground as a big hand. And then, then you occasionally see a foot or something or, Then this entire building just kind of erupts from the ground and then turns into this gigantic robot. It's kind of odd how it happens because it's not like you get like these big crazy towered, you know, yeah, well, he was, that type of thing. He was quite unassuming because he was supposed to have been there for a very long time. Well, I think that big building you mentioned that comes up out of the ground, I think that's what it was based upon. I think it was like a, a steel shot of that and based it on that building. So that's what yeah. it turns into. I mean, yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about because, I mean, I saw pictures of this thing converted over to what it's supposed to look like in the movie. Or not in the movie, but in the game. But they had um, they changed some stuff on it. They, like, swapped out a lot of parts on it to make it do that. It was insane what they had to do to it. So... I mean, it's way too much engineering. I can see maybe a third party coming out with some kind of – well, there's, there's already third-party stuff coming out for this guy. But, I mean, I don't I don't understand the gun. Why does the gun transform? It doesn't make any sense, the third-party one. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's really odd how it transforms. Like, what, what's this supposed to do? You know, you know it's, it's not a six-gun. I don't know what it's supposed to be. I mean, my whole thing is like, look, if you're going to be a third-party company, you're going to come out with something for people to make a six-gun. Why don't you get something that adds on to that thing that turns that gun into a six-gun, you know? So, I mean, it would make sense if you just build up this bulk thing that kind of wraps around it, you know, and then holds out and gives you arms and legs and, I don't know, somehow well, make that as like the torso or something. My idea was... Uh... To actually make it like the original six gun, have six guns, well, four guns, you know, two that transform into legs, the actually articulated legs, two that transform into articulated arms, and then the little tower with two guns transforms into the torso. And then maybe work it where they also have a city mode, so when he's in city mode, you plug them in, they look like towers uh, or buildings. And then, right. uh, uh, and, and then have it as, as a combined robot, have it transform into like a tank or something. So six gun has his own robot mode, he turns into a tank, or he can be guns for Metroplex or buildings. Right, and I don't know if you, I mean, if you've ever had this mold in hand, but there's a ton of peg holes. This thing has got so many peg holes, it's not even funny. I mean, it's like, I can, like, find mech tech weapons and crap like that to throw all over this thing because it's got so many holes to just put stuff in. And it's like, this thing's full of it. So, obviously, somebody can come up with something better to enhance this guy because he deserves it. He really does. I just posted a link to that uh, thread with the third-party Metroplex, and I think this was revealed yeah, August 25th. It was after the Hathor one came out. So I don't know if it's still being worked on or what. It's just cat images. Um, and they've got the picture from the, I guess, one of the press release images of Metroplex from the game from High Moon to compare it to. And it's pretty much the game Metroplex. They really don't have an image of the city mode for the game. I mean, I'm looking at the city mode that they've got for this thing. It looks much more Fortress Maximus-like. 
Yeah, this thing's pretty insane. And this is how it should have probably been. Although you think about it, I mean, you could put like a rolling city mode out of that if you probably would have flipped these portions here around and made like wheels that pop out. Mm -hmm. And then maybe have this right here kind of condense down or make or these two bits here so just, yeah, go so angle forward. forward. And there and you the go. Those towers look like guns. They could have just pointed them forward. And then seeing that mode there, it's more passable as a Fortress Maximus if they wanted to do the remold into Fort Max. Right. You know, because yeah. Metroplex is a very distinct city mode. This thing looks more generic, but in a good way. I like it. I like it for being the third party one for being game accurate, but I understand why Hasbro did theirs like they did because it works as Fall of Cybertron. It works as Fall of Cybertron Metroplex if you want it to. It works as your yeah, classics G one Metroplex if you want it to. Yeah, I mean it's it's got I mean the thing has a lot of moving parts, a lot of aesthetic and you know with third parties will have a heyday, you know, coming up with new stuff like, oh, look, we could build some stuff to plug into his shins here because we got all this hollow bits here and just make it, you know, give us more girth or whatever. I mean, there's so many things you could do with this. I mean, some people were complaining about this thing and, you know, saying that a lot of the, uh, the joining system kind of sucks and everything. It's like, look, that there's thread, a guy that posted a. I'm sorry, I didn't mean hmm? to interrupt, but in that thread, you got to jump to post uh, 243. Somebody did a zoomed-in screenshot of Metroplex before he transforms. You actually, I guess, in the game, you go around him as you're working your way over to where he transforms, and it's like in the background. This guy says that he didn't uh, even catch it the first time through, but it becomes more obvious when you look at it, and it does match that CG render for the alt mode. So it is shown in the game. It's just not the focal point. It's in the background. Where's uh, Which post is it? The thread I linked to is post number 243. I didn't try to page number because it's going to vary depending on what your settings are. It's uh, page 25. If you've got it on 10 per page. I've got it on 40 per page. It's only page oh, yeah. 7 for me. It is. I didn't even notice that when I played the game either. There it is. So yeah, this third party one is much more game accurate in both modes. That's pretty interesting. I do like it. I mean, and I mean, you look at this, I mean, this, the design aspect behind this thing is pretty good, but, it, I mean, Hasbro give us something that big and bulky this day and age, it probably isn't going to happen. They have to do it for the mass for the masses, and that's why they did what they did with this one, and they're like, look. The guy buying I mean, this from I, his kid is going to remember that G1 Metroplex more than this thing. Right. I mean, I bought one of those for my kid, and I bought one for me. You know, because it's an iconic toy. It's an awesome robot. It's a great play set, especially for him because he's got a ton of other Transformers to go with it, like Legend size. He's even got some G1s you can play with with it. You know, Beast Wars and everything. That's like, look, there you go. Here's your big city. Set it up. Play with it however you want. You know, that's, that's the whole point behind these things. So, I mean, I see why they did what they did. But for us older collectors, that's why the third party comes into play to enhance what we got. And everybody complains about the joints on this guy, and there's a um, there's actually a YouTube video that tells you how to fix the joints. Yes, it requires disassembly, but once you put a few washers in there to tighten the springs, 
thing's tight as everything. I mean, you can hang it and shake it like a rag doll, and it doesn't fall apart. So there are ways to tighten things on it. So for those out there that have bought one, look it up on YouTube. I can't remember the guy that did it, but um, there is a fix for him. Takes a little bit of time, a little bit of money, a little bit. I mean, it's only like five, six bucks for a few little washers just to shove in there to push the spring forward on them. But yeah, at least they're spring-loaded joints versus oh look, that's a ball joint or whatever. I got to build up with a bunch of something else to make it work. So it's a big plus. But I think here I'm gonna do a screen share real quick. If you guys have seen this upgrade kit, it's a uh, it's not really a third party. It's just a guy on DFW. He bought a 3D printer. And he designed. Um, scroll down. It's a new knee joint that has a lower swivel, so that you get this alternate city mode here in the top picture. Mm -hmm. And then ramp extensions, uh, so that the, you know, now the legs no longer lines up with the ramp. You can get the ramp on down to the ground. But he actually designed. You see the leg, the ramp extension. There's just one. I guess that flips out from the inner ramp. Yeah, I just it decided to, it kind of hinges and flips up into the other ramp and slides right into the door where that one goes. I mean, you can kind of see the little tabs here for like a hinge. Mm -hmm. um, and if you scroll down to his SIG, he's got a bunch of stuff here he offers for sale. Um, GDO Springer, trying to get down to his signature. He's got a lot of stuff posted. This. If you look here, he's got multiple extensions. It's kind of small because it's a SIG, but you see he's got multiple extensions and a swivel. That you can buy for extra. It's the only picture he has in his SIG. So is he offering them through Shapeways or something? No, he has his own 3D printer. He bought his own 3D printer. You buy them directly from him. He prints them and the mails them to you. Uh, How much are they right running? Do you know? Well, he's got up the top. I don't know about the extra ramp extensions. I didn't read that closely, but um, the kit is 30 bucks. Um, there's going to be lower knee swivels and a ramp extension in Proof City mode dramatically. Ramp is hinged, flips out for transformation, and flips onto the end of the original ramp. No modding on the original figure is needed, but you do have to take his legs apart and install the replacement parts. All original functionality is preserved. This kit takes a few hours to print, so order may take two days to ship. It comes with two straight ramp pieces. Additional sections are $5 for a straight part or $7 for a swivel. Or you can order just the knees for $20. Or just ramp parts. So he's... That's not, that's not bad. That's 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 excellent. Yeah. So I mean, I've I've been thinking hard about ordering that from him because it looks really cool. I like that city mode better with the legs arranged that way, mm -hmm. and then a couple extra ramp parts. You know, because the ramp's a little steep, which is one. I think I'd have to go with at least three. I can live without the swivel that he was offering. So have you seen the other third-party guys that are coming out with? Um, I think it's like it's got like an extra gun, like a missile pod. Um, they does something to the head, and um, I think it's like some extra guns or something like that with it too. It's like extra stuff to plug into him to give him more of a uh, more of a base mode, so that way it doesn't just look like just a robot sitting there. So it's that way it's got more stuff sticking off. I know there's a third party company out there right now currently making them, but uh, they I think they're available on BBTS actually. I don't know. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. But yeah, I mean, uh, what's uh, what's that guy's name so we can probably plug in? Uh, well, I don't think. Well, I don't want to get into any board drama, but I, I think the 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 
the proprietor of our uh, podcast is not a huge fan of this guy, so I don't know if he needs to be plugged without oh, permission okay, of our podcast owner. But, yes, I mean, we did, we just saw those pictures, and you saw this on TFW, so the listeners, if they want to find him, it shouldn't be too difficult. A little sleuthing. Let's see here. If I, mean, I, I, I don't personally have a problem with uh, plugging the guy, but I had to clear that with draw on first. Okay. Don't do it then. <laughs> um, this upgrade kit, I'm trying to find it. I am not seeing it anywhere. Okay, here it is. Metroplex upgrade kit. Um, is the uh, the upgrade kit uh, pretty much gives you a different head, uh, larger antennas. Looks very disappointed, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, it also comes with a uh, missile barrage and another set of guns. So this, this isn't bad. I mean, for 45 bucks, I guess the biggest bulk is you're buying this head, and this is chrome versus um, just being like a silver or whatever. So it's a it's a very cool, different aesthetic. Um, this shows that the head actually does transform. Basically, the uh, top portion of the head flips down and forwards. That way you can actually fit world's smallest. And there's a radar. That's the uh, radar dish. It looks more like a missile barrage to me. But... No, Very yeah, cool. I've seen that kid. I'm, I'm not really digging that head that much. I think I like the stock head better, especially with its articulated eyeballs. Yeah, the, the the articulated eyeballs are okay, but I think it's a gimmick that they threw in last minute because it you press the button on his ch uh, on um, the cockpit right below his chin, and it flashes. I mean, the orb thing in the middle flashes. His eyeballs flash. And you got to move his eyes back and forth while it's flashing. I mean, it would be better if they just pressed the button and the lights just stayed on. It would sell the effect better. But I don't know if that's something, you know, any electronic gurus out there can kind of piddle with and make it not flash anymore. It would be awesome. Just or maybe boring. some third-party guy out there go out there and just sell, like, re-engineered um, circuit boards or something like that. So you just swap it out. That'd be cool. Somebody mm -hmm. can do that. But um, that'd be pretty awesome. I mean, the voice chip and everything sounds awesome. I love the whole idea. He's got a ton of different voices. But very, very awesome toy. Highly recommend it. It really is. But um, I think that's pretty much about all we got for this week. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else you guys want to Well, we talked talk about the subscription service earlier uh, before we got on the show. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's no secret at this point. I did subscribe to, you know, the current one that we're getting shipped out, um, selling a couple of the items to uh, Mike here. But uh, I guess what bugs me is the subscription service 2.0. Um, the, the timing is horrible. Um, I'm very disappointed with the club, although I should say I'm not surprised. I did the installments. The whole reason we're doing installments is to spread out the money so you're not trying to come up with 300 bucks all at once. Um, which is a good idea, 
but they're opening the orders and they're only open for three weeks. And guess when they're going to be billing the third installment for the previous subscription service during that three weeks. So if I want to subscribe, I've got to pay pretty much two payments at the same time. And that's just not going to happen. So I would have rather they waited another couple of months to open this up uh, or build for the third installment a month or two ago. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of disappointed with this. Yeah, I I completely agree with you on this. Um, myself, I'm I don't subscribe to that stuff, but I see your point because this is kind of a pain in the butt for anybody that really wants to get hold of any of this stuff. It's like, look, mm -hmm. they're kind of kicking you in the nuts with this, and I yeah. don't like the idea that they're doing something like that because that's kind of an under that's almost an underhanded deal. But um. Well, because yeah, last the last year I only wanted three of the six, so I subscribed. It's going to be easier to sell the other three, which I've managed to do. This time there's seven. I actually want four of them. Um, of course, I would get the freebie. I don't, probably, I don't know if it's too late to get Depth Charge or, or I mean, a Protoform X. I don't know if that was when you have signed up by to get that, or if I'd get next year's toy. I don't know, but I could sell that too if I didn't want it. So I actually want four figures of this year instead of just three, but I can't swing. Paying that last installment and then the first installment of the next one as well. That's just too much all at once. And uh, so I'm really disappointed because I, I was I was kind of worried about this and they started doing these reveals. I'm like, that means they're about to open it up and it's about time for them to build me for the third installment. Yeah, it's just I, I even tweeted the club uh, I think one day last week or week before uh, and and asked them, you know, hey, I'm mean, noticing you're talking all this stuff coming up. You're not about to open the registration, are you? Because you know, my third installment billing is coming up next week, and, you know, I can't afford two installment payments at once, and they never responded to my tweet. It's, yeah, that's... I also don't like that they, uh... Even though, that you know, they were revealing all the figures and stuff, they it's not enough warning for when it's coming up. It's like, they're like, all of a sudden, okay, subscription is open... Uh, you got three weeks to come up with three hundred dollars. <laughs> it's like yeah, well, I can't even I can't even go to the page. I don't know where they are. They offering the installment payments again? Or they yeah, they are only all up front. Okay, yeah, because I'm not a club member, so when I try to click it to go look at the details, I can't see. You have to join the club before you can even see the page to order. Yeah, and you got you, they they says they offer installments as well. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean that's crap because people who are need installments or people who are budget minded don't have three hundred dollars all at once. And so you can't open up this where you got to pay the first installment up front in a three-week period when you're billing them for the last installment of the previous one because you're basically saying we need two payments up front yeah. you know, or two payments at once. And it's like, really? And like you said, you know, the short notice, they reveal all the figures and they don't give people time to think about whether they want them or not. Um, you know, if they had done, like I said, they could have solved the whole problem by just delaying this by two months. Reveal all the figures now. Go ahead and bill people the third installment for the first subscription service. And then wait two months to open up orders. That way, people have had enough time to really think about the figures, with the, whether they want them or not, try to work out deals like, well, maybe I want to subscribe, but I want to make sure I can unload those other three figures I don't want first. So it would give you time to shop around, see who wants what, work out deals with people so you can go in together. Um, whereas otherwise, you'd be like, well, I don't know if I can sell them or not, so I'm just not going to do it. And they, they would, you know, it would just be better if people had more time to think about it, and we'd have more time between the last installment from the first ones. It's just, this is a cluster. I, it, this is the most irresponsible. I mean, that other clubs have made a lot of mistakes in the past. They've had a lot of things happen. Um, you know, their inferior website that got hacked. 
a lot of people's credit card information, but that was a nuisance at most. Most people's credit cards catch that, and they don't have to pay for a bill. They just have to get a new card. Um, but I mean, as far as just trying to sell their product, this is probably the worst cluster I'm aware of that they've done. And and the sad part is, there I haven't heard a lot of people making a big stink about it, and they should be, because the installments are just for people who are budget minded and and yeah, they're shooting themselves in the foot here. You know, people that have to do installments are just going to miss out on you know 2.0. Right, but I mean, I, I, I maybe the reason why there's not such a stink is because there's a lot of people that just kind of quit even dealing with the club because of the whole credit card fiasco. I could probably see why they just don't care now. And right. they're like, oh, well, you know, I'll just wait until, you know, an extra one of those comes up on, you know, TF Source or BBTS, and I'll just buy the extra bot off there, or I'll just wait until I got a buddy of mine that's getting in, and I'll just get the bot off of him, you know? You know the problem that's, is, that's kind of what people are doing now. I've noticed yeah. that lately. Well, two of the four that I want are already sold out on BBTS pre-order. Um, the uh, Barricade and the – well, I'm, I'm thinking – I'm leaning toward keeping Chrome Dome now, but I may end up letting him go if I get a subscription, but – He's one of the four I would want to keep as of right now, and you know, those two are sold out. Treadshot's still available. I did go ahead and put in a pre-order since it's you, know, you don't have to pay till it's in, and you know, canceling is easy. Because Treadshot's the other one. These are the one I want the most. Um, but yeah, I would rather just get the set and keep the others I want, and then sell off the ones I don't. But I just financially, I'm not going to be able to swing it, you know, in this three-week window. Yeah, at this point, I. Chrome Dome, I probably would have kept Chrome Dome. I probably would have, you know, I would have liked to have kept Barricade and, of course, Thrustinator. Um, yeah, he was the other one I wanted to keep. But at this point, I'm probably just going to, you know, pre-order Thrustinator from Big Bad Toy Store. Mm-hmm. Because... It's going to cost you more, but you don't have to worry about trying to unload the other figures. It's going to cost me more, but it's going to also cost me less at the same time, you know. I don't have to... Well, I didn't really want the Fissitron, but I was thinking about getting him anyway and just keep... If I subscribed, I would just yeah. keep him anyway to put with the other Wreckers. Um, which right now the only one I have is World, but I plan to pick up the others. I actually know a store locally that has them all if they haven't been bought yet. It's not a usual... Transformer shopping place. There's not that many collectors in this area, so they should be there till tomorrow. Um, and I figure, well, if I'm going to have the wreckers, you know, okay, get Fissotron. He's a wrecker. Put him with him. Plus, I just yeah. read the last time of the wreckers, so now I kind of want to do that. Um, I probably would have kept. Yeah, I, I kind of want that Fissotron because it's one of the same kind of mold like that. But then again, right. I'm one of those kind of guys. I like. Look, oh, look, I got another combiner limb I could throw in there. You know, that's yeah. kind of how I feel about it. Because look, I'm going to play fan. with it. So. Yeah, there's a fan mode out there for putting the helicopter on uh, the back of Bruticus. I think it's the helicopter. Um, but it would free up a way to put a, a, a work another limb member in there. Um, and just again, it kind of beefs up the torso of the, the figure a little bit, so he's also hollow in the back and stuff. And that, that's what I was going to do. I was going to find that fan mod, you know, move World to the back, and then put Fistron on an arm. Um, but, you know, I mean, I'm not going to... I don't want... Fistron, he's just also if I look at it like if I'm subscribing, Fistron's going to be shipped to my house. I'll just keep him, but I'm not going to go out of my way to try to buy one. I'm not going to pay the higher price getting him through BBTS or somebody. So if, yeah. if I have to order individually, the only one I'm going to get is Treadshot, because like I said, Barricade was the one I wanted second most. Um, 
he's gone. Thrustinator was one of those that is, I wanted him more than Fistatron, but again, and I would have probably bought him from BBTS if I could have got him for the same price as Redshot. But I think they've got him for like 80 or 90. I, I don't want He's gone down much. in price. Has he? I mean, if he were like 50, I waited too long. Treadshot, when he first went up, was 50. Oh, no. He's 55 sold now. out now. Oh, is he sold out? Yep. Yeah, well, he was available earlier today. He was, I thought he was like 70 or 80 bucks, 90. Yeah, he's he, I just don't remember he was more than I wanted to pay. Because, again, if I subscribe, the price works out to about $40 per figure, plus whatever mm-hmm. they charge for shipping. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I figure I had to get Thrustinator somehow. There's yeah. a, there will always be for eBay. 40, for forty bucks, well, basically for forty bucks, Fissitron and Thrustinator would be, you know, figures I'd want to keep. Um, yeah. But at the higher prices, secondhand, I don't, I'll let those two go. Barricade yeah. is the one I wanted, but not for his prices either. Fissitron really and Thrustinator. Yeah, I really want to subscribe to this, but I'm just not going to be able to swing it because of the stupid timing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any money. When my money does come in. You know, Ultra Mammoth and Jackpot. Yeah, yeah, I need, yeah, because what it is, I've got to use the money you're paying me to pay off the credit card for that third installment. That's how I'm paying for that. Yeah. Otherwise, I got to explain to the wife what that $115 charge is. <laughs> I'm hoping it comes in fast because uh, my college is screwing me over right now. They're taking way too long. It's ridiculous. Oh, but, I'm right there with you, man. There's been a couple times I've actually had to go down to financial aid and be like, why am I not getting paid? What is yeah. going on? And and the funny thing is, is like this is close to like my last year of college. I'm finally getting the paperwork to say when I'm getting paid, like giving me dates finally. And I'm like, yeah. I'm almost done, and now you guys do this? Well, yeah, they uh, and I made sure I got my paperwork done early this year. Well, my whole thing is so, I've always been ahead on my paperwork. It's just them that's being slow, yeah, not that's, me. That's what I'm having a problem with. Hoping it comes in this week. Um, at most, it should be next week because they said at 10 weeks is as long as it should take, and the week after should be 10 weeks. So, soon yeah, enough, I might end up. I might actually end up getting on BBTS and ordering all those Target Master guys because I cannot seem to find them anywhere where I'm at. So I'm probably going to end up buying all those little guys. Even the Prime and the Bumblebee because I kind of want to get the Target Masters for them. The Legends. The B B I like. The Mm -hmm. Legends Optimus I'm probably going to end up giving to my kid and then keep the uh, roller because the roller is cool. Yeah, I have all those. The, the, The Bumblebee and the Optimus I liked more than I thought I would. But I, I do think just as toys themselves, not based on the characters, the Starstream and Megatron are better toys. I, I think the engineering and just the execution is a little better. Uh, I don't hate the Prime. He's just, I don't know, at least with mine, he's a little loose. Like the chest doesn't lock in. Uh, the Bumblebee, though, is surprisingly good when you keep in mind you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I didn't hate Bumblebee at all. I know he caught a lot of flack, but I thought he was actually pretty well executed. I mean, I think that, like, with generation stuff, when it came to B, I think the only B I really do not like was the uh, War for Cybertron B because oh, that thing's a it was man. a shell. And I like it, it. it. Had all this crap shoved in this shell, and it's so hard to like get everything tucked the perfect way. And I'm like, I don't hardly ever transform the thing because it's so. The only thing I don't like about him is he's too big. But well, that, that and, I like and him the jumper. Right. 
the robot but, I mean, modes are good, and that's all they stay as. So. And the prime and the to me was too fiddly good. too, because what are you gonna twist things three times yeah. around on that prime? It's like, come on. It's well, too I mean, much. I, I like <laughs> both of the all those figures. You know, they look good in vehicle mode. They look game accurate in vehicle mode. They look game accurate in robot mode. The transformations, yeah, they're complex and fiddly, but I like the results that they have on. Now, both yeah, the prime. The Prime was a lot better than Bumblebee, but now that's neither here nor there because those are the deluxes. We're talking about these little Legends figures. Yeah. You know, I think the Bumblebee right, right, right. is not as bad as everybody says. I thought I, the Bumblebee really looked fine. I think so far, though, I think though Megatron and Starscream here are the two best ones uh, of the four that are out. I don't know what's Starscream is automatically the best because he comes with Waspinator. Yeah, it helps. But the, the toy itself isn't bad. I mean, the Starscream <laughs> it looks cool. The transformation is simple, intuitive, and kind of fun. He, yeah. he, he looks good. I, I'm really digging these guys. Um, you know, what what is the next wave of these? Right now, off the top of your head, they've not. I don't think they. Um, I don't think they've announced. Anything. I don't think they've really announced. Well, I mean, this is well, well. This is the line that's going to have like the. That's going to have swerve, swerve and, and it's going to have tailgate. Yeah. But I don't know yeah, it's going to have shrapnel and it's going to have thundercracker. Oh, but, they have announced the thundercracker. Yeah, th- like I said, uh, thundercracker with reflector. Oh yeah, no, no shrapnel comes with reflector, doesn't he? I thought it was thundercracker. No, I think it comes with shrapnel. That's why I was looking forward to that. I wanted the shrapnel. I would and the think reflector. it would. I mean, I would think it would be thundercracker because thundercracker yeah. was the one that was notorious with reflector. I mean, well, when exactly do we see Megatron carrying around Chop Chop? I mean, there's not. They don't always exactly use perfect logic with these. Uh, true that. True. Bumblebee <laughs> never had a blue helicopter. Yeah, but I see what they're trying to do there because they're like, oh, we got a helicopter and you got a yellow car. Just put them together. Some people think it's Hot Shot. Yeah, it reminded me of Hot Shot and Jolt. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's my first. Like, except Jolt that that was my helicopter. reaction when I saw that. I was like, look, why don't you just recolor the blue helicopter red and there you go. There's your Armada yeah. Hot Shot. Well, I think it got easily mixed up because the Club Dion figure came with the blue version of the helicopter. And I have that too, so even though I never really put it with, with the hotshot version of the toy, um, it just still I think of that, you know, the blue the yellow car and the blue helicopter, that just that connection got made in my head for some reason. Hotshot That's Jolt. very true, very true. I can't explain rationally why that connection was made in my head, but it was. Yeah, I just I I kind of find it funny because I'm sitting there and I, I think about some of the e hobby ones they've come out with, it's like why don't they why don't they just redo Bumblebee as white? But if they did that, everybody would think it was tailgate. But I'm like, they could easily do a bug bite out of that. You know? Which is ironic that they did bug bite in white because of that e hobby set when the actual GoBot bug bite was yellow. That's true, it's very true. <laughs> but I think it's kind of funny because it's a GoBot reference. <laughs> I like GoBots, I don't care. Some people hate yeah. GoBots. I love GoBots. Machine World was awesome. Looking at the story here, Tailgate comes with a Ground Pounder. Uh, Insecticon Sharp Shot, which is Shrapnel, comes with a Reflector. Oh, yeah. I got... Oh, yeah. I know they announced the Thundercracker, though. I was about I, to confuse. I'm thinking... Oh, that, that Sharp Shot looks awesome, too. Yeah, I, I want that one. Now... Is World coming with Target Masters, or is he just going to be a Voyager toy? Uh, he's just a Voyager toy. 
and I totally forgot about World 2. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are hating on that because they're like, oh, it's 2G1. And I'm looking at it like, it's a freaking world. That's awesome. Why are you complaining? And they can yeah, repaint the fun. thing as Sandstorm. Okay, I think it's uh, Cosmos and Swerve <laughs> with the two they're coming with are going to be – well, they were announced at BotCon, whereas the Shrapnel – and Tailgate weren't announced until SDCC. So if they're released in the order they were announced, the next wave should be Cosmos and Swerve. Wait a who, who was the um, the Turbo Master that was G1? It wasn't just Whirl, was it? There, there was a... Uh, what the heck was his name? Try to know who I'm talking about. He's a Turbo Master. He came with Thunderclash and all those. Um, Scorch? Scorch? Was that his well, name? No, he was, a, he was a, the yellow truck-looking thing. Right, but I'm talking about the helicopter. Oh, the helicopter. Um, TFU.info. And we get I can't remember, but that would be a perfect repaint. You, you, that would be a perfect repaint, though, if you think about it. If they had the world that they come out with, then they can do the Turbo Master version of him. And then maybe for like an exclusive Rover thing, Storm. they can Rover go Storm. Machine War. Yeah, Rotor Storm, and then turn it back around and um, do Sandstorm for like a BotCon version of that one. Mm-hmm. Or it's something. It's funny. I never had Rotor, I have really no connection to the UK stuff, like Thunderclash, mm-hmm. Rotor Storm, other than seeing them in this little comics here uh, recently. But uh, my first exposure to that mold was the universe repaint uh, of as Whirl. And I've always thought that's been the best looking version of that toy. Oh, Rotor Storm doesn't look bad, so I'm looking at the pictures of him. Yeah, I, I like him. I mean, I know he's got like the translucent pink blades and stuff, but I mean, it's a really nice toy. It's pretty solid. And I mean, I've got Sandstorm. Mm-hmm. I got the Machine Wars beautiful version, so I got the mold. I love that mold. It's like, I want more of that. But yeah, I mean, I can see what they're doing. You know, you got that aesthetic that they got for like G1, but it's got an ID. It, it's not exactly IDW, and that's what some people are complaining about, about that that one that they got coming out, but it's like, look, you've got that cool-looking mold. You can easily repaint that into two other ones. Do one as, like, a second release. Do, you know, Rotor Storm is, like, the second release of that version or whatever, and then turn right back around and do, like, a BotCon or a club-exclusive version of them as Sandstorm. be simple. Mm-hmm. It'd, be, it'd yeah. be an easy sell. And who knows, they'll probably do that. Mm-hmm. They are going to repaint this stuff. And at the end and you of the never day, know. They might go. They might go silly and do like a vortex like that. Who knows? And at the end of the day, I mean, come on, it's freaking world. Did you ever actually think you were gonna get an updated world? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, not like I'm, I mean, because you know we got Roadbuster with the wreckers, but I'm like I'm waiting on like. Well, we got world with the wreckers. Somebody too. to re-engineer. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, but I, <laughs> Wrong I'm saying, <laughs> give us like a re-engineered version of the G1 version of that and make it completely articulated. That would be okay. an insane-looking like machine. I was going to pass on the false on wreckers because the colors were off until someone pointed out to me that the colors match up with the RID releases of the Ruination. So the right. idea was these are the wreckers from the RID universe pre pre Earth because remember in, in RID Megatron got Autobot protoforms scanned those modes and you had ruination which explains why it's called ruination 
So these records exactly. were like the they're, they're the pre-Earth robots in disguise versions of the characters, not the IDW comics or G1. Once somebody <laughs> pointed that out to me, and then I saw the, the, how similar the colors were to the RID toy, I'm like, okay, now I gotta have it. That's just awesome. Yeah, but th- this is what I'm waiting for. My first thought was, blue's world is supposed to be light blue, not dark blue. Holy crap. He's not supposed to have any that orange on him. I didn't never, I never noticed that. Gosh, yeah, it, it. it's yeah, like a pre-Earth R.I.D. My version. whole thing is like, look, you've got this. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got that version, but I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm just sitting there waiting. I'm like, when is the Tiger Stripe version going to come out? And when is the Arctic version going to come out? Because you know that's going to end up happening. Because look at what they did with the Bruticus mode. They did every the color scheme they possibly could. <laughs> now, well, technically, the uh, the one that came with the uh, Grimlock, that's closer to the video game, and it's closer to G1 colors. Yeah, I think that's as close as you're going to get with like that. Brownish color or whatever, so, not gray. Last off, yeah, I'm, not the right colors. He's more, they're more gold and yellow or whatever. So the, the, everything's pretty good except for the arms. The arm ones are way off. Great, I hate you for pointing that out to me. Yeah, but I, I can now see I want them, them possibly. So <laughs> well, that's that's my whole thing. It's like, look, it's a modern day combiner that scrambles city, and it's freaking awesome. I don't care what anybody says. People complain about this thing left and right. I'm like, it's a fantastic piece. Why are you complaining? There's so many things you could do with this, and you could buy every mold of every mold there is, and you could put four tanks on that guy, or four helicopters, or four jets. It doesn't <laughs> matter. There's so many things you can do with it. But then you got this third-party guy that decided to come out and, oh, I'm going to try to blow up the version of Onslaught and make it bigger, make it a Voyager size so it's more proportional. Really and I'm cool. sitting there thinking. Yeah, it looks cool, but I'm thinking lawsuit right away because that is way too close to the original mold for you to get away with that being a third party. I know, I gear got away with it. I gear got away with it six times. That's true. No, eight times because I did Optimus as well. Right, but this thing is literally like a blown up version of that same toy. Okay. That's the thing. That's too close was, to the engineer. I did it too. So. Yeah, but we've only seen like one prototype picture of it, so we don't know if they're gonna do anything with that or not. I mean, it'd be awesome to see that because that would that would be sweet. So, but anyhow, I think we've beaten this horse in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, on that bunch bombshell, we're going to go ahead and end. Um, thank you guys for watching and. Tuning in. Um, stay tuned. Next week we should be back up to normal schedule. Um, yeah, this this late on Sunday night crazy. isn't the most user-friendly live broadcasting time, but just yeah, I'm sorry about that. Crazy. But this this week's been insane for everybody. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, appreciate it, and we will end up talking to you guys next week about more toys. So yes, see you next time. See you guys later. See you. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure. A presentation of TFTalk.net. 
We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. Ha, ha, ha.